Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. It is the new year, 2024. A lot of great memories from 2023, our first full year of Second and Short. Some big milestones that we've hit along the way. Of course, Colin joining the show full-time in 2023. Uh, We made some horrible hot takes throughout the year. We had some big videos, all that stuff. Overall, it's been a fantastic year. Colin, how was your 2023? It was great. You know, a lot of a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. But, you know, more ups than downs. That's good. That and we're going to keep that we're, we're going to keep that trend going to 2024, but we're not off to a great no, start. Not <laughs> off to a good start for Colin. Uh in case you didn't know already, uh, Michigan defeated Alabama in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl, 27-20 in overtime, but We'll get into the details later in the episode because we had an eventful week 17 in the NFL. It was all sorts of madness all over the league. Tons of playoff scenarios entirely shifting. We also had a decent amount of MLB news. Some surprising moves. Uh, a couple of guys that seem to be progressing towards making a deal. All sorts of stuff in the MLB. And a ton of other bowl games to talk about as well that occurred. Uh, definitely not going to talk about the orange bowl, but we'll talk about some other bowl games. (laughs) And then uh, of course, you know, with how many bad takes we had in 2023, we'll get the hot takes started off in 2024 and they'll all be correct for the entire year. How does that sound call? That sounds amazing. All right. Well, let's go ahead, get into NFL week 17. It is one hell of a week. And typically We just kind of skipped Thursday Night Football, but this was a big one. So we're going to talk about it. Browns 37, Jets 20. The legend of Joe Flacco continues. But I will say, Trevor Simeon, not a horrible game for the Jets. No, not at all. And same goes for Brees Hall. But the story here is the Cleveland Browns clinching an unlikely spot in the playoffs. Definitely. Definitely didn't expect it to come. Like this, especially, you know, that now they're 11 and five and um, they've clinched a spot in the playoffs. And let's just kind of go down the line of this scenario this season for the Browns, because obviously Joe Flacco is the biggest story right now in the NFL. Cleveland clinches the playoff berth with the win in Thursday night football. They make history as the first team in NFL history to make the playoffs after starting four different quarterbacks in the same season. And Flacco himself has led to one of the biggest surprises of the 2023 season. On this four-game win streak that they're on, Flacco has this offense averaging 31 points per game. And himself, he's recorded 1,362 yards and 11 touchdowns, has a completion percentage of 62.5. And on top of all of these QB injuries, they're missing running back Nick Chubb and have been for almost the entire season. They're missing three offensive linemen that started at the beginning of the season. They're missing their defensive end, Ogba Okonkwo, or Okoronkwo, and their safety, Grant Delpit. And all I have to say is that once this playoff run is over, there is a question to be asked. Is Flacco starting for Cleveland next year over Deshaun Watson? He might be, honestly. <laughs> so there's one, a real one thing, possibility. One thing's for sure: PJ Walker's gone. He's off yep. the, off the roster Definitely. next year. Um, 
the yeah, the big decision is do you stick with Deshaun Watson when he comes back or yeah. do you cuz DTR just is not it right now. No, definitely. Not. He needs he needs at least like two more years to potentially develop as even yeah. an NFL ready quarterback. Definitely. But dude, not just Joe Flacco, are we going to see a couple vets return next season looking at it? Like cuz there's like some names like Matt Ryan you I know, don't know about Matt. Uh, I think he's done. Yeah, but it's just it's just looking at Joe Flacco right now. Yeah. It it can happen. There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks, especially after this year. Yep. I agree. We'll see. But yeah, I if I'm Cleveland, let's see how Joe does in the playoffs. Agreed. I think that's going to be a big like if they can if he can take him to an AFC championship, I think you automatically have to start an opening opening game next year we'll see I, I i don't know it's gonna be a difficult one but to go through the rest of this game jerome ford and kareem hunt had pretty solid days jerome ford 12 carries 64 yards kareem hunt 10 carries 31 yards isn't great but he got a touchdown in there david and joku had one hell of a performance amari cooper left the game super early i don't even think he got a target or maybe he was think, out was he no, out? Amari, amari cooper didn't play it was That's elijah right. moore that left yes. the game elijah moore Horrible looking oh. hit. Oh man. Like got tackled and just went helmet first, like face mask first, into the ground and turned over and was like you could tell his body was trying to stay awake by like shaking. Yeah. It, it was brutal it, to see. It was very similar to Tua's injury. Yeah. Like Tua yeah. he his arms just curled up. But Elijah Moore is just like had like spasms everywhere. Yeah, yeah it, was it was brutal. It was some scary stuff to see. And he honestly. had a great like, game before that. So he was doing yeah. amazing. Five receptions, sixty-one yards, and one touchdown. He left the game in like the second quarter. Yeah. So the way it went, it was like the first drive, David and Joku. Yeah. It was all it was all David and Joku. Second drive, all Jerome Ford. Third drive, all Elijah Moore. Yeah. That's like like Joe Flacco picked a person. It was like, all right, we're going to make you shine this drive. Yeah, Jerome Ford had a fantastic day in the receiving game. Two receptions, 57 yards, a long of 50, and two touchdowns on those two receptions. Amazing mm. for Jerome Ford. Mm -mm. And, of course, Njoku, six receptions, 134 for him. Uh, I will say Flacco's got to figure out the turnovers. <laughs> in the games he started yeah. this season, I think he's got almost 11 interceptions, somewhere around there. Uh, maybe nine, um, and then he had two fumbles here. Didn't lose either of them, luckily, but still a problem. Yeah, but, I mean, the Jets have one of the top defenses True. in the league. True. And, you know, he was out of football for a while, so it's very normal to see. And he's a he's a pass-heavy quarterback, so yeah. turn, the interceptions are going to come. Definitely. definitely. But, no, to just see one pick this game is definitely progress. Because we're used to two or three. Yeah. Just one is fine, perfectly fine with me. Definitely. Uh, and then on the defensive side, this Browns team was pretty solid. Obviously, the Jets put up probably more points than you would have anticipated, but they had some good performances throughout the defense. And then same goes on the Jets side. Their defense played okay, not great for sure, um, but uh, a pretty good work on their side. Uh, a costly fumble by Izzy Abanaconda. Um, just kind of not a lot of mistakes per se for the Jets just simply got outplayed yeah outplayed and just inconsistent spurts 
yeah. when you look at it. Yeah. But one thing is for certain, when Garrett Wilson gets the ball, you can the Jets put points on the board. Yeah. Like he's just he's that capable of driving an offense down the field when he gets the ball. Yeah. And same same goes for Brees Hall. Like Brees Hall ran the ball really well this game. 13 carries for 84 yards. And then he's always a factor in the past game. Nine nine receptions, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. So he had a, he had a great game. But let's go ahead and move on to Saturday's single game. And it was a big one. Cowboys hmm. Lions. The Cowboys get the win. 20 to 19 in pretty controversial fashion. It comes down to the Lions scoring a touchdown that if they would have just kicked the extra point, they would have tied it up, gone to OT. They decide to go for two. First time around, it all gets messed up. It was definitely weird. <laughs> okay. Um you want you want to break it down on why it was weird? Yeah, please do. Yeah, so so how it is. So they run they run a lineman uh, a lineman route for the two point conversion. Yep. Number 60 it was a 68 I believe Taylor Decker. Um two linemen went to go report but they said only one lineman had reported. Yeah. Uh number 70. And he is and, not even the one that reported. That's the thing. No. So so I think it was Gilbert was one of them and Decker was the other. Gilbert is the one that they said um, declared himself eligible. So, yeah. but he was just talking to the ref as yeah. Decker came onto the field, and you can see him talking to the ref, like telling him. Yeah, he and then the says, ref he just says report. Yeah, and then the ref doesn't report him eligible on the play, but nobody really knows that. So the play is still designed to go to him. It goes to him. He scores the two-point conversion. They would have won the game. They throw the flag for, you know, an eligible uh, receiver. And it stops the two-point conversion. And then they get another try. Something else happens, and it just spirals out of control there as well. Yeah, so it breaks down. So it backs him up five yards to the seven-yard line. And they they were just going to uh, – Micah Parsons was offside. Yeah. That's right. ne- neutral zone and everything. So now they go back to the two-yard line and run it for a third two-point conversion. And then, unfortunately, it's just like a yard short. Yeah. Just could not get it. But if you know Dan Campbell, you know there was no way in hell that they were kicking the extra point right there. Like, let's yeah. let's be honest. If you know Dan Campbell, because he's already clinched a spot in the playoffs. He's going. He's going for the win. Early, he doesn't want to go to overtime. All the coaches hate the overtime rules, so now they just want they want to win the game in regulation. Yeah, yeah and, and the Lions were in a position where, yes, winning that game would have been huge for them. That that clinches the two seed in the playoff. Whatever, they still probably should have gone to overtime, though. Yeah, I know that they don't like the rules and whatever. You had to play that game to go to overtime. Because it wasn't like there there was nothing riding on this. Like, if you beat the Cowboys right there, it changes up your matchups in the playoffs, what have it. It was a pretty big decision. And the NFL has already come out and said they're not making any changes to what it takes for players to report eligible and all that. Who was that, Jalen Polk? 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Texas Washington going on right now. It's in the first quarter. We'll give you updates as we go. A huge play for Jalen Polk. What about what, 80 yards? 80 yards. <laughs> wow. I needed that to be uh, Roman, Roman Dunes, but, but whatever. Uh, that's a great, that's a great we'll give play. You, we'll give you score updates as we go. This is, uh, I got a feeling this is going to be an offensive one compared to uh, Michigan, Alabama. But yeah, this one, they totally got screwed. And, um, I will say, silver lining, a couple of good things happened for the Lions out of this game. Uh, they're the second team in NFL history to have four players produce 850-plus scrimmage yards and nine-plus touchdowns in a single season, that being David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Sam Laporta. Yeah. So uh, that was nice. And then performance-wise, Dak had a fantastic game. Thir- uh, 26 for 38, 345, two touchdowns, one pick, whatever. Uh, the running game on both sides wasn't amazing. The Lions kind of did their normal thing, where it was like Montgomery, Gibbs, same amount of carries or similar at least, and uh, just let it happen. Gibbs didn't have a great one, 15 carries, 43 yards. Dave Montgomery, on the other hand, 14 carries, 65 yards and a touchdown. And then on Dallas's side, the running game, not great. 16 carries for 49 yards from Tony Pollard, and that was really it. Um what? Let's just skip. Let's just skip to C.D. Lamb. Man. Yeah. Let's just let's just skip. That's fair. C.D. Lamb had a fucking day. <laughs> Thirteen receptions, two hundred and twenty-seven yards, and a touchdown. And that touchdown, I think, right? The touchdown was ninety-two yards. Yep. Ridiculous. It was a, it was near safety. Yeah. Dak Prescott just threw it up. The defenders like fell down yeah. and left CD wide open and off to the races. Yeah, and then Brandon Cooks also having a good game: five receptions, sixty yards, one touchdown. But more importantly, CD Lamb set the Cowboys franchise record for most receiving yards in a single season, beating out Michael Irvin twice. And Michael Irvin was in attendance at that yeah. game. It was uh, one hell of a performance for CD Lamb with those yards that put him at. 1,651 yards on the season. That's second in the league, only behind Tyreek Hill. And he's first in receptions with 122. Yeah. And what's insane is that three Cowboys receivers had over one reception. Yeah. Jake Ferguson with four, Brandon Cooks with five, and CD with 13. Great. But I I do like what we're seeing out of Brandon Cooks. We're seeing more consistent play. Out of him, and he's seeing a heavy volume in targets. Eight targets, yeah, uh, with five receptions. He's getting fed the ball, and he's getting comfortable there in Dallas. Yeah, but on the other side, the Lions receiving core pretty solid as well. Amon Ross, St. Brown, six receptions, ninety yards, and a touchdown. And then Sam Laporta, seven receptions, eighty-four yards. Jamison Williams, two receptions, sixty-nine yards. But he had a long of sixty-three. So let's be honest, he had he, one reception. He's their deep threat. Yeah. Whenever Jared Goff wants to take a shot downfield, it's almost all it's either Josh Reynolds or Jamison Williams. Yeah, for sure. One of those two. And on defense, another young guy standing out, Aiden Hutchinson, comes Oof. out with one hell of a performance. Five total tackles, five solo, three of them being sacks, four of them being tackles for loss, and he hit the quarterback five times. That was it was insane. He was all over. Dak Prescott. It was yeah. insane to watch. Yep. It was uh, overall a fantastic game uh, for Dallas. The two picks come from Jordan Lewis and Donovan Wilson. And um, for Detroit, uh, Ife- Ifeatu, I believe. 
Melifonwu. I I know how to say the last name, iffy on the first name. But overall, it was a great game. Obviously a controversial ending, but a fantastic game that uh, put the Cowboys in a position they didn't expect to be in. Uh, But we'll talk about how that happened later. Let's get into Sunday's games, and we'll start off with one that started off pretty interesting. Bills 27, Patriots 21. But the Patriots start the game off with a kick return for a touchdown. Tyler Bass kicked to 63 yards down the field. Jalen Rager for 98 yards in the touchdown. And also Tyler Bass recording the fastest ever sprint speed by a kicker in an NFL game at over 20 miles per hour trying to chase down Jalen Rager. That was insane how fast Tyler Bass was running. Not good enough, but the Bills end up putting it all together. They get the win 27-21 and um, keep themselves uh, in contention for not just the playoffs, but the AFC East. Nice. I know uh, you were you were frozen there for a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, this game was insane. It was. Josh Allen did not have like a fantastic day in the passing game. The ground game, he had it going. But. Bro, I'm I'm almost positive. I was looking at this while I was at work. Going into the second quarter, both quarterbacks had like five completions, or like but like five yards. Or, like, one of them had one completion for five yards. Yeah. The other one had, like, three completions for five yards. It was, like, the weirdest fucking yeah. stat to look at and, going into the second quarter. And going into the second half, Bailey Zappi had one of the worst first halves a man could possibly have. <laughs> he was three for nine for 19 yards, three interceptions, including a pick six. Yeah. Bro, Buff, Bill's defense ate him up. Yeah, definitely. It was... Rasul uh, Doug- Russell Douglas has been one of the best add-ons for the Bills defense. Oh, yeah. Like, that was a steal of a pickup. Yeah, it was huge. And obviously, like, um, they'd love to have Tredavious White. That's why they picked up Russell Douglas, because Tredavious White went down. But he's been fantastic and got two of the picks here, including the pick six. Then Ed Oliver getting a pick as well. That. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Is this are we, are we seeing the the decline of Stephon Diggs going on right now? I think so because he sucks. Uh, yeah, playing he is the, not. He's not happy in Buffalo. No, he's got to go. I think. Yeah, like he is. I think my my thought Buffalo needs to draft a wide receiver this year and let Stephon Diggs go. Do you, you think they would need to trade up to get a, a high end wide receiver? Or do you think they they could probably steal uh, a solid one at the end of the at the end of the round? It depends uh, on you know what some of the other teams are thinking about because obviously like Marvin Harrison Jr. off the board. I, I like I, I like Rome. Yeah, I don't hate Rome, but he might be off the board early too. Maybe even a guy like Keon Coleman could drop that low. Yeah, or look at. Uh, There's no telling because like like I haven't I haven't really looked into mock drafts yet or what what teams are really looking for. But, so many wide receivers. Yeah, there's a lot of wide receivers that are very good that are coming out in this draft and. There's really no telling who's going to, you know, obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. is like the guy, yeah. but there's a whole lot of guys right behind him. Yeah. Dude, Malik Neighbors. Yeah, Malik Neighbors for sure. A lot, of guys. a lot yeah, of guys. It's, 
Well, yeah, but yeah, the Bills, like, it's almost like, yeah, they won, but it's like one of those games that still feels like a loss. It does. When you, they didn't you play well. Uh, this is the definition of playing down to your competition. Yes, which, then again, they lost to the Patriots the last time out, so I guess this is a better result. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, listen, the, the, the Bills are finding ways to win here at the end of the season. They are. It's been a, a great turnaround after firing Ken Dorsey. Uh, I'll definitely yeah. say that. Uh, let's talk about one that, uh, yeah, I guess you could say it's a great turnaround for one, not a great turnaround for the other. The Chicago Bears, 37, the Atlanta Falcons, 17, in the snow in Chicago. Uh, Arthur Smith threw away his job in this game, 100%. Uh, Taylor Heineke got hurt, um, so Ritter's back. But then again, Heineke had a shitter. 10 for 29, 163, one touchdown, three picks. But Desmond Ritter, in his four attempts, did find a way to throw an interception. <laughs> the guy That's loves a good insane. turnover, man. I will it say. Bijan had a good day, though. I'll give him his uh, his flowers for the running game. 15 carries, 75 yards. Heineke had a good day on the ground, too. Four carries, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, not a lot of action for Algier in the running game, but his one reception <laughs> on like a screen for 75 yards to the house um, that you know gave Atlanta a little bit of life early in the game, but uh, soon to be shut down by Justin Fields having one hell of a day, um, and Khalil Herbert, for that matter. Listen, Justin Fields is just showing his future team what he can do. I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but look, neither of these teams – actually, sorry. The Falcons aren't eliminated from the playoffs, and the Bears are, so fuck them. Yeah. Uh, then again, but, we have to beat the Saints, and the Buccaneers have to lose to the Panthers. <laughs> it could happen. It definitely could happen. And look, the the Panthers have nothing to play for. They've already given the Bears the number one overall pick. So yeah, maybe the Panthers want to go out there and just win a game. They want to spoil spoil some maybe. seasons. But no, uh, dude, DJ Moore. Yeah. Ooh. Oh my God. Nine receptions, 159 yards, and a touchdown. Ridiculous. You, and most of it was in the first half. Yeah. Caleb Williams is going to love him next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Justin Fields will upgrade to uh, Drake London. Up- and, you know. Upgrade? Yeah, I no, love Drake London. Love he's him. Definitely, he's definitely going to upgrade tight ends. And finally, Kyle Pitts is going to have a quarterback that will throw the ball. But to then him. again, is it an upgraded tight end either? Cole Komet? I think so. And, and Debatable. It, At the moment. It's it, it is debatable. At the moment, it's Fuck. debatable. There's there's one there's one hot take for 2024. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. Well, this isn't a hot take. Khalil Herbert had another fantastic game. Two weeks in a row. The two weeks that I drop him from my fantasy team for this entire year, um, he goes off. 18 carries, 124, and a touchdown. And then Justin Fields, 11 carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown. And Roshan Johnson, the rookie, got in on the action as well. Seven carries, 21 yards, and a touchdown for him as well. Look, the Falcons just rolled over and died in this game. Yeah, um, one, it was one of the only one of the only bright spots on the defense is still Jesse Bates. Oh yeah, that guy's a monster. <laughs> and Caden like, Ellis has been great all year. Not really getting talked about as much, uh, of course, as you know Jesse Bates, who's been putting up ridiculous numbers all year. But Caden Ellis yeah. has been fantastic as a linebacker this year. Yeah, he's he just gets overlooked at what Jesse Bates has been doing this yeah. year. That's really it. But yeah. I like I like the direction the Atlanta Falcons defense is heading in. I agree. I think it's great. I, I know like, we kind of got exposed 
uh, in this game. 37 points for the Bears is tough. But, like, I'm not mad, you know, overall looking at the season. The way that yeah. this defense played was amazing. Uh, outside of A.J. Terrell, I think he really disappointed me this year. Yeah, dude, it's just with him, it's just so many uh, holding and it's, uh, defensive it's all mental. It's literally whenever he plays like a big wide receiver one, like a real wide receiver one, he just folds. Mike Evans mm-hmm. has his number. DJ Moore had his number in this game. So many guys all year just cooked him. And I think it's all mental. I, I think he yeah. just doesn't think he can keep up with guys. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It all starts in the line, man. The shit talking is goes into full effect. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's move on to the next game. Uh, a big one playoff-wise as well. The Colts getting a close win over the Raiders, 23-20. to Gardner Minshew having a, a decent game, 15 for 23, 224 and a touchdown. No picks, one sack. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor really putting the team on his back. 21 carries, 96 yards and a touchdown in this game. Yeah, dude. That's what Jonathan Taylor does. That's what we're used to him doing. Definitely. He just hadn't done it in a while. Yeah, and Alec Pierce on his only <laughs> target of the game gets a 58-yard touchdown. Uh, it was a huge one. And then Josh Downs on his two targets of the game gets two receptions for 53 yards. And then Michael Pittman uh, with seven targets, five receptions, 46 yards. But on the Raiders' side, it was all Devontae Adams keeping him in this one. 13 receptions, 126 yards, and two touchdowns for him. Aiden O'Connell, after last week, where he couldn't complete a pass after the first quarter and only had nine completions, went 30 for 47, 299, two touchdowns, no picks. Just entirely rewriting the narrative. Uh, Also, proving that it was Legereus Need locking down Devontae Adams. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you think otherwise, man, what? Come on, yeah, you're an idiot. Like, you probably root for the Eagles. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, but without Josh Jacobs, Zeus has been filling in pretty well. Uh, Zamir White, twenty carries, seventy-one yards in this game. Pretty solid performance for him. Um, on the defensive side, only one sack for Vegas, and that comes from Adam Butler. Max Crosby a little more quiet in this game when it came to getting to the quarterback. And then uh, on the Colts side, you had Tyquan Lewis and DeForest Buckner recording a sack in this one. Yeah. O-Lions did a great job. Definitely. Definitely. That's definitely improvements. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Aiden O'Connell still, but 30 completions for just under 300 yards is – Wow. Like, he's never going to air the ball out. I think that's yeah, pretty obvious. A lot of times, like, the slant over the middle, seven yards, maybe to Devontae Adams. Yeah. See if, see if he can stretch it. But that's really all you need to do. Definitely. Uh, but this win keeps the Colts' playoff hopes alive, uh, keeping them even with the Jags and the Texans, who we'll talk about their games later. But let's get into the next game because another team, kept their season alive the Rams 26 the Giants 25 a real close one Matthew Stafford and Tyrod Taylor having some pretty similar performances Matthew Stafford 24 for 34 317 one touchdown two interceptions Tyrod Taylor 27 for 41 319 one touchdown one interception he got sacked six times Stafford got sacked four times literally like as close as you can get (laughs) so yeah, it's 
insane, honestly. Yeah, but there's one man and one man only to talk about in this game. Well, actually, I'd say there's three <laughs> guys. There's three guys to talk about in this game, but Kyron Williams, 20 yes, carries, 87 yards, and three touchdowns for the man. And one of those touchdowns, um, try, uh, you know, at least attempted. The ball was attempted to be stolen by a Giants fan in a Saquon Barkley jersey who was ripping the ball away from Kyron Williams' mom. Uh, mm. I don't know if you saw that, but that was just ridiculous. <laughs> that's, that's how you get your ass beat. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. He better uh, he better be thankful they were in New York yeah. and not in LA. Bro, why do you even think he would give you the ball? You're wearing a Saquon jersey. Right? <laughs> That's for his mom. Yeah. It's crazy. But like if, if if I'm a professional athlete and I hand a ball to my mom and I look I turn around and I see an opposing fan trying to rip it away from her, yeah. I'm sorry. You're yeah, you're, you're toast. Done. Your toast. But the other big performer for the Rams, Puka Nakua. Five receptions, 118 yards in this game. Uh, Cooper Cup getting the sole receiving touchdown, but only four receptions for 27 yards. While Demarcus Robinson, who has been filling in the last couple of weeks of wide receiver, has been amazing. Six receptions, 92 yards for him, and six receptions, 62 yards for Higby as well. Yeah. Uh, Demarcus Robinson led led the team in targets. Yeah. With 10. Yeah, man was just getting open. Uh, but I think Pukunakua is now 29 yards away from the uh, rookie single-season receiving record. And he had a lot of off weeks, too. Like, he was Definitely. like had some, he had some very slow weeks. weeks. But, but uh, I don't know. You know, you start off the season with the games he had, and it's pretty hard to catch up. Uh, yeah. But – on the Giants' side, they did have a silver lining, and it was Darius Slayton. Four receptions, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Nobody else really doing too much in this game. Wondell Robinson, nine targets, six receptions, 55 yards, and Waller had five receptions for 51, but not much else coming from anybody. Um, yeah, just uh, overall a, a, a big win for the Rams. Obviously, a tough loss for the Giants, but... Nobody really thought they'd be in the game, you know, when it came down to it. And they kept it super close, um, you know, sort of mounting a comeback that was just all over the place. Uh, but ultimately, the uh, the punt return touchdown. Um, sorry, is that right? They had a they, they had a missed PAT. Yeah, it, I remember that. It was there was a punt return touchdown right by the Giants. Yeah, at the very okay, end, yeah, with three minutes left. Yeah, that brought it super close, but something – I don't know what the deal was with the uh, the two-point conversions and the, the PATs. I don't know why, like, I don't know why they went for the two-point conversion there and not yeah. go to OT. But don't know. also, they win the game if – I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, very weird decision-making there. But overall, the Rams season, they keep it alive, and uh, they get the win – so let's move on to uh, this uh, ridiculous outcome. The 4-12 and 12 now Arizona Cardinals defeat the Eagles 35-31. Mm. I, I can't explain it. Because, like, Philly, offensively, you look at the numbers and they didn't have a good game, but they put up 31 points. Yes. Like Jalen Hurts only had 167 yards, but he had three touchdowns. He did throw a pick. 
DeAndre Swift only had 61 yards. They had 91 yards as a team on the ground. How the yeah. fuck did they put up 31? Couldn't tell. Well, well they did have their- a huge pick six. <laughs> 99-yard picks, <laughs> yeah. picks by Sidney yeah. Brown. That looked like Kyler Murray hit him in stride. Just just going to say, uh, maybe next time, let James Conner run the ball. Just a thought. Yeah, well, he ran it plenty. 26 carries, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but, yeah, he <laughs> definitely deserved the ball a little bit more. Uh, Kyler, not a bad day at all. Just the pick six was brutal. 25 for 31, 232, three touchdowns, and a pick. Of course, uh, but Michael Carter having a good game on the ground. Seven carries for sixty-one yards in this one, and the leading receiver, Greg Dorch, for the Cardinals. Seven. I know. I know you yards. love to say that. I know you love to say that. It's crazy. De- definitely didn't see that coming. Just so y'all, just so y'all know, like three weeks ago, I take the chance. I put Greg Dorch in as my flex. He only gets your boy like one point nine points. And then he does this shit. Yeah. But, you know, hey, yeah. he's, 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 one of, he's, he's one of Kyler's favorite targets. Yeah, and I'm surprised Trey McBride didn't see more, more targets in this game. Only seven targets for him. It seems like he's been the most reliable and just the best receiver on this team this whole year. At tight end. I, think, I think Philly went in, like, after that first drive where he got, like, two consecutive like, yeah. big yard catches. They said if they're going to lose, it's not going to be to Trey McBride. They they were double-teaming him. He was not getting open. Yeah, and it definitely worked because they got a, a huge win over Philly, who absolutely fumbled the division here. Um, now the Cowboys just need a win versus the Commanders next week to win this division. And, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's insane that the Eagles have choked yeah. like this. Like Honestly, the biggest choke outside of just losing games – is the fact that they've already said Matt Patricia will stay as the defensive play caller. Joseph That's, Desai is the defensive coordinator, started the season as the defensive coordinator, and Matt Patricia has just snuck his way into this defense somehow, and he's now taking over the play calling a couple weeks ago and still doing it after they started 10-1 and and will now finish the season with five or more losses. That's the first time a team has done that in 35 years. Awful. Yeah, they are abysmal on defense right now, and it is yeah. definitely showing. Bro, it's like if you take it back to last week, they almost they were it was a one score game to the Giants. Like yeah. they could have six losses. They gave up twenty five points to the Giants. Yeah, like that is. Oh, dude. Eagles have just been like the last like eight weeks. They have just been sneaking, sneaking by. Yeah. Um, those first couple wins, and then now they're just getting absolutely exposed. Yeah, and uh, interestingly enough, the Cardinals winning this game, uh, I believe put them at third overall um, instead uh, of being second, which I think is now the commander's pick. Really? Yeah. Actually, the Cardinals might have gone to fourth overall because I think the Patriots are picking third. Hmm. So even more interesting. Um yeah, it's uh it's confusing, but the Cardinals were 2 and 2 against the NFC East this season with wins over the Eagles and Cowboys and losses to the Commanders and Giants. I was I was about to say cuz I know they beat the Cowboys yeah. week 2. And they almost beat the Giants. Remember that ridiculous comeback by Daniel Jones? Like mm-hmm. the Cardinals could have had 3 wins against the NFC East this season. 
That's absolutely absurd. It is insane. But let's go down to the NFC South. Saints, Bucks, a huge matchup. The Buccaneers with the opportunity to lock this division up for themselves in this game. And they looked like shit for the whole first three quarters of this game. The Saints win it 23-13, and the Buccaneers were shut out until the fourth quarter. Yeah, Baker looked like primetime Baker in the first three quarters. Yeah. He looked awful, um, probably throwing his uh, chances at, you know, comeback player of the year away. Yeah, but he kind of redeemed himself, 22 for 33, 309, two touchdowns. The two picks are obviously bad, but he gave them life at the end of this game, but you were already down 20-0 to zero going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Derek Carr. A pretty solid performance for him, 24 for 32, 197, two touchdowns. That's just what he does, 6.2 yards per attempt. But on the ground, Jamal Williams finally getting some action. Have not have not seen him much think, this year. I think Kamara went out with an injury. Ah, or like, but even when Kamara uh, wasn't in, Jamal Williams got no love this whole season. This game, yeah. 19 carries, 58 yards, no touchdowns for him, which kind of sucks, but... Just whatever. And then Jawan Johnson and Taysom Hill leading the way as tight ends. Jawan Johnson, 12 targets for eight that is receptions. Absurd. That crazy. is absurd. Double the amount of targets of Chris Olave. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, eight receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown for Jawan. And then Taysom, two receptions, 30 yards, and a touchdown. And then Olave having a pretty slow game for himself. Six targets, three receptions, 26 yards. I'm surprised Taysom Hill's not running the ball more like he used to back yeah. earlier this season. I just think like he's, just he's like, just a... I think they're not putting him in the wildcat as much. I think yeah. that's why. I don't know. It's it's interesting to look at because he's a playmaker that can change a game. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, Rashad White. It was a good week for him to have a bad week. Let me just say, it was great. <laughs> yeah, great... Colin. Colin is in the fantasy football championship, and he took down. Luke in the semifinal. Yeah. Pretty, I'm sorry, Luke. Tough. I know you're listening. I Yeah. I love you, buddy. It was matchup of the ages, but damn, I beat that ass. <laughs> uh but on Tampa's receiving side, a couple of good performances. Uh Trey Palmer, four receptions, 84 yards and a touchdown. The problem was that his 54-yard long of the game, he fumbled the ball and turned it over. <laughs> and That's then horrible. Um, for Chris Godwin, he had a good game as well. Three receptions, 81 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Mike Evans, three receptions, 70 yards for him. Overall, the Bucks just had no life, man. It just seemed like yeah. they weren't they weren't doing anything. Obviously, they turn up in the fourth quarter, put up 13. But, yeah, it was a, a bad showing for the Buccaneers considering the, the high stakes of this game. Yeah, they just came out flat. Yeah. Honestly, that's it. Yeah, but that's and, that's it. That's the NFC South for you, right? Exactly, there. and it kept the Falcons alive. So I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Thank you, Buccaneers. Like now, go lose to the Panthers. Part of me wants to make the playoffs, but it's just like, oh, like we're, we're just hurting get, our draft pick. We're just gonna <laughs> get first round exited too. Yeah, like it's just, I don't know. Maybe Desmond Ritter makes a run for the ages. Like, think about it. We're gonna play. Like if we if we win the division and make the playoffs, we're playing the Eagles. Yeah, that's just, that's just no chance. <laughs> we have no shot. We're, 
We're going to turn the ball over like six times. Yeah, it'll be bad for sure. Uh, but let's get into the next game. 49ers, 27, Commanders, 10. The 49ers now clinching the number one seed in the NFC uh, with that Eagles loss. Um, big one here. Brock Purdy, pretty solid day. Average yeah. day, but solid. 22 for 28, 230, two touchdowns, and that set the record for the most passing yards in a season for a 49ers quarterback. How insane is that? Brock Purdy, his second season, his first full season, Mr. Irrelevant, just passed for more yards in a season than legends of the game. Joe Montana, yeah. Steve Young, Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> legends. It's just like the 49ers has just been so like weak at quarterback since like those names were there. Like yeah. you're looking at the like Trey Lance, Jimmy yeah. G, like all that stuff. But, but they found their guy in Brock Purdy. Yeah, he is definitely the guy uh, despite four picks last week. And uh, in the running game, Christian McCaffrey goes down with an injury. Uh, it's a mid, it's a, uh, sorry, a mild calf strain uh, that will leave him out for week 18. But, not a huge deal uh, going into the playoffs. He should be fine by then. But Elijah Mitchell picking up the slack. 17 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown for him. Yeah. I mean, McCaffrey's going to get an off week next week. Yes. Yeah, he needs Almost to. guaranteed. <laughs> um, as I think most some most of these players will. Like yeah. We probably won't see much of uh, Ayuk or Debo or Kittle. We'll see a lot of uh, Juwan Jennings. Kyle Juszczyk, yeah, Ronnie Bell. Maybe are we going to see Ray Ray McLeod? Maybe. There's no telling. Uh, but Ayuk had one hell of a performance again. Seven receptions, one fourteen, and a touchdown. Uh, Debo getting a touchdown as well. Five receptions, thirty-seven yards. But yeah, the Forty ers are so fucking good. I guess we can talk about the Commanders. Uh, they whatever. put up a fight in yeah. the first half. Yeah, for sure. It went into halftime, thirteen to ten. Yeah. Yeah. Sanford came think, out bad. Yeah. The biggest thing to look at is why didn't Jacoby Brissett start this game? That's what I was wondering, too. Um, I don't know. Maybe he was hurt. I, I have no clue, but I would assume he would have started. I, I, yeah, I thought he was going to start because every time he's come in the game, it's just been so much better. I guess at this point, they're just letting Sam Howell just get the experience. Yeah. Which he needs it for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're, they've, Pretty much said Sam Howell is their guy for now. Yeah. And like, uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, really the only guy <clears throat> having a good performance on the offense here. Four receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown for him in this game. But overall, the commanders just kind of played pretty bad. Bro, what is going on with Jahan Dotson? Like, it, <laughs> he is a wide receiver, too, that saw one target. Yeah. Well, I'd go on a limb and say he's definitely wide receiver three now behind Curtis Samuel. Yeah, um, now that he's back. And seems like they'd also rather throw to Logan Thomas as well. Or just check it down to Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Like, the fact that you're a guy coming into this season, like, super hyped up guy, Jahan Dawson. Yeah. Second year player, amazing guy at Penn State. A great rookie year, honestly. And now you're getting the same amount of targets as Byron Pringle. That's it's a sad life to uh, to live for him. But let's move on uh, to to some more important stuff. Oh well, I guess let's talk about this. Uh, 
record, of course, the 49ers. First team in NFL history to have a running back, two wide receivers, and a tight end. All hit over 1,000 all-purpose yards in a single season. I mean, that just shows you that's also why Brock Purdy is so successful. Yeah. It's just the weapons he has around. Oh, yeah. It was uh, insane. Uh, But they can essentially all sit on the couch next week uh, and do nothing. But this next team cannot. The Jaguars get the 26-0 win over the Panthers, uh, the horrible, horrible fucking Panthers that beat the Falcons. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Look, the Falcons' playoff chances rely on this Panthers team. and um, They just put up a goose egg. Yeah, they just put up a goose egg. Bryce Young, a uh, shitter. 19 completions for 32 uh, attempts. Oh, he has no time! 112 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. He got sacked six times. Yeah, look, that offensive line is abysmal. Um, he got sacked six times. Yeah. Chuba Hubbard, 11 carries, 45 yards. Miles Bummy Sanders, two carries, 10 yards. His best yards per carry this season i'd have to guess Bro, i i want to get like a jersey i want to get a miles sanders jersey now that just says miles bummy sanders please do, please do. i think it's great um their yeah, leading literally, receiver adam thielen six receptions 38 yards chuba is like the best thing on on this offense right now yeah and he's yeah. fighting through a, a hamstring injury yeah it's it's bad uh luckily they have a defense kind of brian burns is good um, I mean, th- their defense played really well against the yeah. Jags. Like, the Jags kicked four field goals in this game. Yeah. And it didn't really break open until Etienne had a 62-yard rushing touchdown. Yeah, that was ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> that was sick. Uh, and, uh, like, no Trevor Lawrence in this game either. Um, and they still put up 26 uh, with C.J. Beathard at QB. But, yeah, Travis uh, Etienne leading the way, 16 carries, 102 with the two touchdowns, one of them being the aforementioned 62-yarder. Tank Bigsby getting a little bit of action at the end of the game, 10 carries, 32 yards. Uh, C.J. Beathard breaking some off, three carries, 24 yards. And uh, Evan Ingram, your leading receiver with six receptions, 60. Uh, Jamal Agnew getting some action as well, two receptions, 53 yards, along a 48. And uh, Calvin Ridley not doing much. And um, that's really it. No Zay Jones yeah. in this game. Um no Christian Kirk either. Yeah, I mean, you had Josh Allen on defense get three sacks. Yeah, he had one hell of a day. And then Trayvon Walker got two. Yeah, finally. Yeah. They're Don't make- forget about Roy Robertson Harris. His one tackle was a sack. Yeah, it was. Washington is just dry. But the Jaguars will be playing for their life uh, this weekend. But they got, they got Tennessee, right? Yeah. yeah. And they currently... They they currently sit in first place in the AFC South, having the tiebreakers over Indy and Houston. But they got to beat the Titans, which is not easy, uh, per se. You're playing in Nashville, so yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah. But when you look at it, the Texans with the Colts. Yeah. But, yeah, that game next week on Saturday is going to be awesome. Um, yeah. But we're not here to preview. We're here to talk about the games that happened. And uh, this game fucking happened. Oh. This game fucking happened. The Ravens. <laughs> the Ravens. 56. 
the Miami Dolphins, the offensive powerhouse that is the Miami Dolphins, 19 points against the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. Grayson, is it safe to say we found the best team in the NFL right I now? I believe we have found the best team in the NFL. And not just because that TikTok and Instagram, that clip I made uh, amassed over 20,000 views on Instagram Reels and has gotten fantastic reception from the people. They're genuinely just fucking amazing. Lamar Jackson, your MVP, is the quarterback of this team. Zay Flowers, probably a finalist for Rookie of the Year with his performances he's had this season. Honestly, The Gus Bus himself. And then this fantastic defense. Yeah. It is just Don't forget about Melvin Gordon III, man, getting that rushing touchdown in late in the game. There is one guy I actually do want to talk about, Isaiah Likely. Yeah. One hell of a touchdown for him, a 35-yarder. His other reception in the game, also a touchdown. Ridiculously good team, the Ravens. Like, 56 points on this Dolphins team is amazing. Um, I was hoping, I was really hoping they were going to put up 70. It would have been fantastic (laughs) if they put up 70, but they didn't. Uh, But the Dolphins absolutely flopped. Looked like they were out of the water. Uh, Tua. 22 for 38, 237, two touchdowns, two picks, three sacks. Devin Achain had one hell of a game, 14 carries, 107. Uh, nobody else really running the ball well. No Mostert in this game. And then uh, receiving game just seemed like Tyreek Hill and Tua couldn't connect. 12 targets, six receptions, 76 yards for Tyreek. Uh, Durham Smythe, three receptions, 54 yards. Uh, Devin Achain having a pretty good game uh, and no um, – Jalen Waddle in this game. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that wide open touchdown Tyreek dropped where he literally bobbled <laughs> and just fucking dropped it. Well, you're the one that's, that's talking about it. Fucking insane. But also on the defensive side, Bradley Chubb we will miss the remainder of the season with a torn ACL. Yeah, dude, I, I keep pushing this Bro, sign with my shit. How many torn ACLs or torn Achilles for this Miami defense? It's, a, it's brutal. Like this, this Miami defense just cannot stay healthy. Yeah. Like they get guys back, they lose a guy. Yeah. It's also I, I just looked at my notes. I'm sorry, I forgot to bring this up with Jags Panthers. Uh, the Panthers owner threw a drink at Jags fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Dude, I just, that was that, that's crazy. That's David it. Tepper is the biggest just piece of shit there is. That's insane. Like he is an asshole. Like. I just keep reading more and more stories about how much of a dick he is. And like, this is so on par uh, with who he is as a person, but back to this game. Yeah. Lamar had two more touchdowns than he did in completions. The man went 10 or sorry, 18 for 21, 321, five touchdowns, no picks, a perfect QB rating or passer rating. Ridiculous. Um, Gus Edwards, a fantastic game, 16 carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Zay Flowers, with that aforementioned amazing performance, was three receptions on three targets. That's crazy. Only got three targets. But yeah, well, three he, receptions, he had, uh, 106, and a touchdown. Pretty sure he had Ramsey on him most of the game. Yeah, yeah, which I was kind of surprised uh, by. I thought Odell would probably be occupied by Ramsey more. Uh, just psych him it's out. Who, it's but, whoever's at the bottom. Yeah. So Jalen Ramsey doesn't really float. He just yeah. stays on one side of the field, which is, is weird. Yeah, and I did notice uh, somebody pointed this out on Twitter. On Zay Flowers' touchdown, it was great. So Lamar received the snap and stood in a lefty stance, 
but obviously had the ball in his right hand because he's right-handed, stood in a lefty stance to look to the left and then moves out to his right, turns it to the right, and throws his A flowers, and nobody was paying attention to it. It was ridiculous. And people pointed out that, like, I wonder if they did this on purpose because this defense practices against a lefty quarterback. Honestly, probably. So they thought he comes out lefty and he's looking left, he's going to throw left, switches it up, goes to the right, throws it on the run. Like, it was... It was yeah, amazing. I'm watching it right now, um, yeah. just over here on the side. It was insane. Yeah, because both, uh, I think it was Javon Holland and Jalen Ramsey, like, pushed in yeah. and just let Zay Flowers come in right behind them. Yeah. It was, Beautiful. If that was intentional, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, as much as I hate to say it, I think this secured MVP for Lamar J. I agree, for sure. Uh, you know, the Ravens have nothing to play for next week. They clinch the number one seed in the AFC. Um, so we'll probably just see Tyler Huntley next week. Um, but I mean, He was one for one with a touchdown this week. Yeah. What? Yeah. Who do they even play? Uh, Steelers? Yeah, yeah which Steelers. is kind of big uh, for other teams' playoff chances. The Steelers have a chance to get in. Um, Steelers already beat the Ravens once this season. Exactly. Uh, but also a couple of other teams' playoff chances ride on the Steelers game. It's going to be interesting. Um, and me and Luke are going to talk playoff clinching scenarios for the weekend uh, on Friday's episode. But for now, let's move on to the next one. A big win for the Texans, 26-3. to um, Tannehill, bad. Will Levis, possibly worse. Um, <laughs> Derrick Henry, old. Washed. And bad. And bad. <laughs> CJ Stroud. <laughs> Not too bad. 24-13. Yeah, and a touchdown coming back from the concussion. Devin Singletary having another great game. Once again, taking away a possible second contract for Damian Pierce. Yeah, and, uh, yeah Devin Singletary, 16 carries, 80 yards for him. And then in the receiving game, he had seven receptions, 80 yards for Nico Collins, who also came back fully into the lineup last week on a snaps restriction. And then uh, Robert Woods, four receptions, 58 yards, and uh, a touchdown for Brevin Jordan on the offense. But, yeah, a huge win for the Texans. Puts them at 9-7. and seven, Keeps them in that race for the AFC uh, South title. And uh, the Titans just suck. 1-7 on the road. That's crazy. Well, it's a good thing they're playing at home next week. Yeah, they, uh, they definitely need it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, I'm, honestly, I'm just so just I'm, pick. I'm so impressed with this how Houston's O line has performed this year. Yeah, for a rookie quarterback, it's just been phenomenal. Like this game, only one sack. Yeah, and if we're talking about offensive lines, we have to talk about how bad the Titans have been. Titans left tackle Andre Dillard after this game is now tied for the most sacks allowed this season with twelve. Their backup left tackle Jalen Duncan is now tied for the fourth most sacks allowed this season with nine. They two players two. that play the same position. That is horrible. <laughs> and um, part of the reason both of those guys struggled was one Will Anderson Jr. He only had 12 snaps in this game, and he recorded two sacks, three hits on the QB, and six pressures. 
Six Damn. pressures and 12 snaps is insane. Damn. Yeah, just uh, a ridiculous performance. The Texans amassing six sacks across the board from the team this week. Derek Barnett, one and a half. Will Anderson, of course, with two. Uh, Kurt Hinnish splitting the one with Derek Barnett. Uh, a sack for Sheldon Rankins and a sack for Jerry Hughes. This was a fantastic performance, both sides yeah. of the ball for the Texans. Yeah, Texans look good right now. Yeah, I would love to see them get in post playoffs. Yeah, I about, me too. I about said postseason. I mean, I'm so ready for baseball to be back. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next game: Steelers 30, Seahawks 23. The Steelers staying alive, and just to reflect. On 2023, we talked about how bad some of our takes were in 2023. Uh, Colin, you had one of the worst takes in the history of this <laughs> podcast. You said, I can't remember if this is correct. I think you said the Steelers would not win any more games after their third win of the season, or was it their fourth? So, listen, it was going, I'm pretty sure it was going into the rant. Yeah, after the Ravens game. Okay. I said that they were going to win one more game this season. Yeah. But then they were just going to shit the bed. But yeah, yeah they, they proved me wrong. Yeah, Mike Tomlin does his thing. Now, in his 17th season as the Steelers head coach, records his 17th win. Uh, that sounded wrong. 17th winning season. Yeah. Uh, impressive, for sure. Uh, and in this game, the most impressive, Najee Harris. Just getting out there and doing his thing. 27 carries for him. 122, two touchdowns. Jalen Warren, 13 carries, 75 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, Najee Harris has cemented himself back as the running back number one for this team. Both of them having fantastic performances. And Mason Rudolph did not lose any of that Christmas magic. 18 for 24, 274. No picks, no touchdowns, and only got sacked one time. But he will retain the starting role going into next week. Najee Harris was so angry when he was running. Like yeah. it was it was yeah. worse than uh Pacheco. Yeah. In my opinion. Like he yeah. just looked like he was mad at the whole world. Yeah. I don't know if he didn't get that like Xbox he wanted for Christmas <laughs> or something, but damn. Yeah, he was furious. And also, um, I I believe George Pickens wants Mason Rudolph to be his quarterback for the rest of his career. Definitely. They have <laughs> had some fantastic games together now. Uh, Pickens, seven receptions, 131. And Deontay Johnson, four receptions, 76 yards. Overall, four guys even got targets in this game, and all of them got at least four. Uh, Pat Fryer moved three receptions, 44 yards, and Jalen Warren, four receptions, 23 yards. Literally, how do you win a game throwing to four people? I don't fucking know. Like no Calvin Austin. Nope. Um, I can't. I can't. Nothing. The didn't no, throw dude. to Najee once. I was about to say it. That's really about it. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, fuck you. Got, you got two. You got two amazing wide receivers. Fucking use them. Yeah, and they did. They did. And yeah. They won them a game against a Seahawks team that was also fighting to stay alive. Uh, but. Unfortunately, they didn't. Geno Smith had a good game, 23 for 33, 290, and a touchdown. Uh, Kenneth Walker, not the best, but not a bad game at all. 10 carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Um, DK Metcalf had a great game, though. Five receptions, 106 uh, was big, huge yeah. for this team. 
Um, and then Noah Fant, five receptions, 59 yards. If you look all the way down right above Jake Bobo, you'll see, uh, you know, wide receiver number two, Tyler Lockett, one reception, 10 yards on five targets. Yeah, and then right above him, you'll see wide receiver number three, Jackson Smith and Jigba, with one reception for 12 yards, and it was a touchdown. A beautiful touchdown. It was. It was one hell of a throw. Dude, Jason's making a case for rookie of the year. Honestly, yeah, I I think there's way too many guys that should be finalists, but CJ Stroud's gonna win. Oh, add, without a doubt. Like in my head right now, it's probably Stroud, Puka, Zay, maybe JSN, plenty of other guys. Honestly, could be up there. Rashi yeah. Rice had a great season yeah, this year. Um, he's definitely got a a, a bid. Bijan has a bid. A lot of guys. Maybe if he would have got the ball more. True. I agree, but he still has had uh, pretty good numbers. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Anybody on the defense we want to talk about? Not in particular. Bobby ah. Wagner still doing it. Ah. Still kicking. Yeah. He's... And Julian he's... Love had a great game, too. 14 total tackles, 10 solo. Fantastic. Bobby, Bobby Wagner. Dude, I totally forgot that Miles Jacks on Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh like, does have – they have quite a few guys where you're like, oh, that guy's still playing? Oh, he plays here? Yeah, yeah Miles yeah. Jack, Pat Pete, <laughs> Cameron Awood. Listen, I know you're ready to talk about this next game. Yeah, it's, let's be honest. It's the only thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Broncos okay. country, it's over. It's all over. Jarrett Stidham filling in for the benched Russell Wilson, as we'll call him for now. Uh, the NFLPA, not happy about that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually called out the Broncos in a statement saying it was uh, illegal and against the CBA for them to threaten uh, Russell Wilson for his contract. Uh, but nonetheless, Jared Stidham came in and did just about exactly the same thing that Russell Wilson did against the Chargers earlier in the year. Uh, 20 for 32, 224, one touchdown, no picks, two sacks. Um, not a bad performance for him, uh, considering the horrible fucking circumstances that have brought him into the game. Uh, but yeah. at least he's better than Easton Stick. Easton Pick, uh, as I'd like to call him. He didn't actually throw an interception in this game, luckily. Yeah. But 24 for 38, 220, uh, no touchdowns, no picks, got sacked one time. Look, nobody has the ability to step up for the Chargers. Austin Eckler sucks. Uh, no Keenan Allen, obviously no Mike Williams. Alex Erickson, I guess, stepped up. Seven receptions, 98 yards. Colin, give me one thing you know about Alex Erickson. Yeah, uh, he's a wide receiver. Yep. Where, where's number 82? Yep. I think he went to... Um, what, what year is he? He is a is seventh like- year guy. He's 31 years old. Erickson, that's definitely like a, uh, that's definitely a Big Ten school. Definitely. Um, I'm gonna go either Iowa or Wisconsin. Let's go Wisconsin. Yeah, you're definitely looking at his ESPN bio right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's also white. Um, we'll throw that part in there too. Uh, yeah, I mean, last name's Erickson. Put him on the team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Quentin Johnston, uh, per usual, not stepping up either. 
Uh, only three receptions, 29 yards for him. But for the Broncos, Lil Jordan Humphrey, let's go. Two receptions, 69 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jared Judy, not doing much. Three receptions, 54 yards. Uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, a game-time scratch. And, um, yeah, nobody else really did all that much. The running game kind of sucked. Jaleel McLaughlin, 44 yards. Javante Williams, 41 yards. They really can't figure out what they want to do with those two. Obviously, they both need to be used, but it was – I don't know what the play calling is going on with uh, with that holy Penix. Bro, he's just air – he did, bro. He's just air Is that Rome? Roma Dunze? That is Rome. Wow. Wow. Uh, also, uh, we haven't given any updates. I know we we always do this. We're always like, if there's a game on, we're like, oh, we'll give you updates as we go. It's fourteen fourteen, so we haven't given you any updates. Uh, but it's fourteen fourteen, and a huge, huge pass to uh, Roma Dunze deep, deep. Yeah, I uh, mean, but let's. We're off, um, we're off to a, we're off to a great start, like you said. This is going to yeah, be a very high big offense, game. big offense. Halfway through the second quarter. All right, let's move on because we're taking way too much time on the NFL. Uh, our second yeah. to last game: Chiefs twenty-five, Bengals seventeen. The Chiefs kind of getting things together. They just needed this guy back in the lineup, Isaiah Pacheco, the world beater. And by world beater, I mean he punches the ground with his feet as he runs, and he did it for 130 yards this week. Uh, Rashi Rice, like I said, I think he's definitely in the conversation as a rookie of the year candidate. Not going to win. He's a candidate. Five receptions, 127 yards for him. Uh, Put him real close to 1,000 yards on the season. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes kind of turning things around. Still not like a stellar, outstanding performance when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, but 21 for 29, 245 and a touchdown. Uh, definitely not bad. <clears throat> Travis Kelsey, non-existent again. Don't know what's going it's, on with him. It's the Swift effect, man. I think so. I, I think well, so. Listen, you know, you know Taylor Swift's an Eagles fan, right? Yeah. This is she's sabotaging the Chiefs I for agree. what the Chiefs did to the Eagles last year. I definitely agree. Um, maybe she's sabotaging the Bengals too. Jake Browning, not great. Nineteen for thirty-three, one ninety-seven and a touchdown. Uh, Joe Mixon had a decent game. I won't say good, decent. It was high volume, low results. Twenty-one carries, sixty-five yards. Uh, Jake <laughs> Browning did have a rushing touchdown. Uh, nobody doing much in the receiving game. Jamar Chase leading the team with 41 yards on his three receptions. Just, uh, yeah, not the best Bengals we've seen in this game, unfortunately, eliminates them from the playoffs. This is a boring-ass And game. somehow puts them in fourth place <laughs> in the AFC East. Yeah, eight and eight, where... Yeah, or uh, sorry, the AFC be, North. Would, the, would, that be t- would that be tied with the, uh, the lead in the South? Uh, NFC yes, South? It, it sure would. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Fuck. Not great. Not great at all. Uh, But I will give props to the Chiefs' defense. They obliterated the Bengals' offensive line. Uh, Two sacks for Justin Reed. A sack and a half for George Karloftis. Half a sack for Charles Omanihu. And um, a sack for Tershawn Wharton. And a sack for the big boy Chris Jones in the middle. (laughs) Number nine to five. Yes, sir. Got a bag. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to talk about with this game? No, this game was honestly kind of fucking boring. It kind of sucked. 
(laughs) I think I was just really, I was looking forward to not only New Year's, of course, uh, but also this Packers-Vikings game because I was bought in on the Packers and uh, it turned out pretty good. Packers, 33, Vikings, 10. They kill not only the Vikings' hopes, kind of, uh, a little bit, uh, but the Bears because the Bears needed a tie in this game. To keep their playoff chances alive, uh, it would have taken a multitude of ridiculous occurrences in the final week of the season. But the Bears die uh, from this one, and the Packers are thriving. They're moved to 8-8 eight and eight now, um, and Jordan Love looks amazing. 24 for 33, 256, and three touchdowns. No picks. Didn't even get sacked once in this game. Just genuinely a fantastic performance for Jordan Love. And also for Jaden Reed, he had a great one. Bo Melton getting activated off the practice squad when they put Dontavian Wicks, uh, I believe, was who they put on the IR or whatever, who was out for this game. Um, Bo Melton, six receptions, 105 and a touchdown. Uh, Jaden Reed, I kind of got distracted, but Jaden Reed, six receptions, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Before, I think, getting hit in the chest and leaving the game. Um, yeah, got a little banged up, kind of re-injured himself from a couple weeks ago. Um, but Green Bay running the ball fantastic with Aaron Jones. 20 carries, 120, a real revival for Aaron Jones. Um, yeah, a, a fantastic offensive performance by the Packers. This one was essentially done and dusted by halftime uh, when it was 23-3. to Yeah, absolutely. And you see uh, pre-game shirtless Kirk Cousins? Yes. Yes, that that skull. had to be bad luck. It had to. It was like, <laughs> also, his son. Jaron Hall sucks. Don't yeah. start him again. I was about to say, Nick Mullins was your best option to start here. Yeah, like Jaron Hall started against the Falcons uh, and then got concussed, and they put in Josh Dobbs. This game, he just looked he, – he might as well have been concussed. <laughs> Five for say. 10, 67 yards and a pick. Got sacked three times for 28 yards. Um, that's brutal. Um, they couldn't really help themselves out on the ground. 67 rushing yards as a team. Uh, Jetta's had an okay game, but he got a lot of targets. He just wasn't making the physical catches that we're used to seeing. A lot of a lot of ones over the middle where like somebody just kind of got in the way and it totally threw him off. Um, not too sure what the deal is there, but he needs Kirk. Yeah, he does. He, he's dying without Kirk. Yeah, maybe he should follow Kirk to the Falcons. Bro, sorry. I don't think Kirk's going to the Falcons. Why not? I mean, I would love it. It'd be better than Russ. That's all I care about. Would you rather have Justin Fields or Kirk? I would rather have Justin Fields, probably, just because of like the idea of the future. Uh, but Kirk's a free That's agent. Like- Justin Fields, I don't think is. No. Dual threat quarterbacks are the future. That's true. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's about to win MVP. Um, but yeah, overall, the Packers played a fantastic game here. Yeah, Packers look good. Definitely. Nothing else to say. Definitely. And uh, like I said earlier, we'll talk about playoff scenarios and such uh, on Friday's episode with Luke. But for now, let's get into some MLB offseason news. Not too much because of the holiday. Not a lot typically happens uh, within this this week, but uh, a little bit happened. Uh, a big move here for the Atlanta Braves. Making a move, finally. For a pitcher, you say? For a starting pitcher. One that, if this was 2018, 
I would be jumping up and down. But the Braves acquired Chris Sale and $17 million from the Red Sox for Vaughn Grissom. Good Lord, am I glad to have him gone. I think it's it's uh, it's like one of those things like you got to have a risk for a reward. Yeah. Yep. You know, just think about it. If we get a fully healthy Chris Sale, fuck, am I happy. Yeah. But let's be honest. There was no room here for Vaughn Grissom. Nope. Nope. We've, his got, career, his, we've got a shortstop in the minors that's coming up quick. We've got Orlando right now. There was going to be no way for Vaughn Grissom to get at bats in this lineup. Yeah. His only shot was going to be to play left field, but I don't want yeah, him. I don't either. But, dude, I, I, I'm at one of those spots where it's like, I can't give you an answer if I'm yeah. happy or not until spring training. I got to see him Until pitch. spring training comes along. No, I need to see him pitch for two months and not get hurt. Real games. Honestly, I'm chilling with the 17 million straight up for Von Grissom. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah, well, the problem is that, so, like, they sent that money. So, like, we, and I think he's owed 25 a year. But also, ten million of his salary this coming year is deferred to like twenty thirty nine or something ridiculous. Um, the Red Sox pulled a, a Shohei on Chris Sale um, and deferred all of his money down the road. So yeah, we're paying Chris Sale. Yeah, I have a feeling Chris Sale's probably just going to retire with the Braves um, within the next couple of years. I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, if he wants to if pitch he- well, he can stay. He helps us get a ring. Yeah, because like the the reality of it is, is if he can stay healthy, he doesn't even have to pitch like a number one. Because that's what he's had to no. do in Chicago yeah. and in Boston. He had to pitch like a number one. He just has to pitch like a three or four. I was gonna say, or dude, he can honestly pitch like a five. Yeah, chilling. Yeah, for real. Because like, if he wants to pitch, honestly, if he just pitches just as good as Charlie Morton, have at it, dude. Because we got Max Freed, we got Spencer Strider, uh, we've got Bryce Elder, um, and then of course Morton. So as long as as long as his slider's sliding, I'm chilling. Oh, man, that slider. There's gonna be some times. There's gonna be some times where I get real excited about this. Oh, we're definitely <laughs> we're definitely gonna go watch him play in person. He's a pitcher I've always wanted to see pitch. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay the money right behind home plate. I want to see what that ball looks like in person. <laughs> You want to see what Chris Sale's balls look like in person? Absolutely. Okay. Next, uh, Blue Jays making some signings. One that I predicted, uh, Kevin Kiermeyer returning. I uh, said it literally on when we recorded on Monday. Podcast episode comes out Tuesday, midday Tuesday. Kevin Kiermeyer of the Blue Jays. And they also signed Isaiah Connor Falefa to a one-year. I like deal. that. Yeah, I don't I like hate that. it. Super utility. So definitely can't hurt. They address center field. They address a utility spot. Uh, he can start at second. He can start in the outfield. He can really do anything. So, uh, Falefa, or Kiner Falefa, fantastic pickup. Uh, I agree. Yeah, not much to add to that one. Kind of boring. Next pickup, a little bit of discussion to be had. Red Sox signed Lucas Giolito on a two-year deal. They do this before the sale trade, um, but I – I just don't know about this. I don't know about giving Giolito two years. That's my thing. He, he is horrible. No, he's a one-year prove-it-deal guy for sure. Yeah. He has and been so far abysmal. So far, it has been 
fuck, you, you might not even last a year in Boston. Yeah, yeah no, he sucks. It's I'm so glad the Braves did not go after him. Like, remember when we were talking about? Yeah, we just kept saying, oh, we need to get somebody. I'm so thankful we did yeah, not get him. Too. I definitely am. Uh, but I think this one is more of a good prove-it deal uh, to me, this yeah. next one. The Reds signing Frankie Montas to a one-year deal. We've never really seen him with, like, the opportunity to be, like, a good pitcher in a rotation. He was good He's with been... the A's. He was decent with the Angels, right? He was with the Angels before he went to the Yankees, I think. I think he just went straight from Oakland to Maybe he did. New York. Could be wrong. Let's see. I think. Yeah, you're right. He went straight to uh, to New York. I don't know who I was thinking of. That went. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, I'm yeah. thinking of their closer. I don't remember his name though. They look. They have a similar shaped head, I believe. Ah, um, cool. Whatever. I don't, I don't side really side <laughs> side point. Uh, yeah. So he got traded to the Yankees in 2022. And immediately got hurt, I'm pretty sure. No, no, he finished out the season, then got hurt. Um, and he got, I think he got hurt in the first game he played in 2023. I could be yeah. wrong. He might have got hurt before the season and then played one late in the year. I don't remember. Um, but he really just hasn't gotten the chance to do much. But, like, he's had, like, impressive years. Sixth in Cy Young voting uh, in 2021 in the AL. Like, he was a very good pitcher for a couple of years. This injury has kind of made him fall off the face of the earth. But I like the Reds as the team to take the gamble, give him a prove-it deal, um, and just see if he can get something out of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially with the Reds, that's a good place to be right now. Yeah. They're young, they're having fun. It's it's going to be – I think it's going to be a great pickup for them this year. I agree. Uh, the next one, though, a little more uh, – a little bit of rumors rather than deals. The Blue Jays are showing interest in Jock Peterson. So they already pick up Kiermaier and Connor Falefa, now looking into a power bat in the outfield. Want the pearls. Want the so, pearls in Toronto. Well, you got to make it to the playoffs first. <laughs> then you can get some pearls. Yeah, I don't know about that Blue Jays team. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of brutal. But, I, you know, that's that's an interesting, interesting. I wouldn't uh, hate the pickup. I, oh, not at all. I just, I'm just trying I, to picture him in a blue The thing is, Jock Peterson shirt. works on every team. He, yeah. a, a powerful lefty bat. You can throw him at DH. You can throw him in left field. Throw him in right. Say, he he can anything. play defense. Yeah, he plays decent defense, too. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, anybody I could have put any team's name there was showing interest in Jock Peterson. We would have both just been like, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Besides the Mets, fuck the Mets. Yeah, well, the Mets are interested in the next guy, and the Angels as well. The Mets and the Angels showing some interest in JD Martinez. Ah, um, Angels need a DH. Yeah, that's a good point. Why not just just flip them? <laughs> you get them. one of the best DHs in the NL. To go to the AL, one of the best, the best DH in the AL goes to the NL. Um, I don't know. Maybe. It would be very funny for him and Shohei to just switch. And then JD has the better year. That's not good. I would fuck. I would fucking love it. Yeah, that would be crazy. If he wants to have a good year, he better not go to the Mets. Uh, I'll say that. Um, Yeah, look, the Mets need everything. So, except I guess a first baseman um, and a center fielder. 
I guess. I hate Brandon Nimmo. I hate that guy and his stupid teeth. Two guys I hate on the Mets, Brandon Nimmo. Ah, fucking three. Pete Alonso and Jeff McNeil. Yeah. Go ahead and throw in Edwin Diaz. Fuck you, Edwin Diaz. Yeah. He if got you hurt have here, a so you forgot about you, him. You have a Mets logo on your jersey. I fucking hate you. Yeah. Except Tom Glavin at the end of his career. Yep. Shout out Glav. Uh, all right, next. Yankees, Rangers, and Dodgers showing interest in Josh Hader. Oh, dude, you forgot Braves right there. No, nope. <laughs> no. I, I, I've actually come to terms with the fact that we're not getting Hader because yeah. he would cost so much money we'd have to get rid of Iglesias or Minter. Yeah. I'm, I'm chilling with it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want him to re-sign with the Rangers. Once again, didn't play for the Rangers. We actually talked about this last Why? Week. Why do I keep doing this? <laughs> you love the fact. Bro. Maybe you're thinking of Josh Spores. No, dude. I don't know <laughs> why I just. Jordan Montgomery. Ah, dude, I'm sorry. Sorry. I would love for him to sign with the Rangers. For the first time ever in for his career. For the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, I don't uh, want him on the Yankees. I don't want him on the Dodgers. Plain and simple. And go to the AL. We'll see you in the World Series. Yeah. Uh, the Giants interested in Snell, Bellinger, and Chapman. They're out here. Uh, so, so, so they're trying to drop a bag. They're yes, they're I, trying to drop I'm, a bag. They were they were they had they had Shohei money. Yeah. And then it turned into Young Ho Lee money. And uh, do we know what Snell's asking money. for? I don't know, but I'd assume it'd be somewhere in the Yamamoto numbers. I was about to say three twenty-five is wild. I think, but the thing is, is that he's gonna be going for much less years, more average yeah. annual value. That's how I think it's gonna go. So, like, he's gonna be looking for like a, a cool forty a year, yeah, on a shorter term deal. That's that's yeah. what I think. I think that's what he's worth, uh, but. Belly asking for probably well over 200 um, for something relatively like middle length. Uh, and probably the same goes for Chapman. I don't think he's going to be looking for a long-term deal at this point in his career. No, probably not. Chapman, Chapman's just trying to get a ring, man. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's, that's no. Yeah. if they get all three. If they get all three, that's, that's insane. That's like a, a genuine, like, Division shifter. Do they win the division? Yeah. No. <laughs> they, didn't, they got that hitter from the uh, KBO. Yeah, Young Holy. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It could be huge. You get a third baseman. You get a first base slash outfield slash DH. You get a number one in the rotation. I think it'd be a huge, huge three signings for them. And they need something to make up for Judge and Correa. The last two yeah. years. And Shohei. <laughs> Real tough uh, on the fans, Giants the fan, last couple of years. Fans are getting antsy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Final move to uh, talk about a rumor to talk about. The Dodgers, Angels, and Red Sox showing interest in Te Oscar Hernandez. Cool. Yeah. I, I think, to me, the Dodgers is not a fit. No. Angels makes the most sense to me. I, I think the Red Sox are probably the most willing to sign. They need yeah. the outfield help. They need hitters. I don't see why not. 
honestly, yeah, I agree. Fucking Michael Penix just threw the ball when he was like two yards in front of the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Wait, oh. Was he not? Was he, was are they he not, not calling it? Was he not ahead of the line of scrimmage? Well, Colin, you got to remember, TV's not always right. The the, the oh, lines yeah. on the TV aren't always right. I, I think don't it's, know. Well, your full body has to be passed. So I think his arm was still behind it. You see? Ah, uh, dude, that's so close. It is real close. But I, I think his arm was behind the line of scrimmage when he threw it. All right, cool. All right, let's get into some bowl games. Fuck how, how does yeah. that sound, Colin? Fuck yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, now you're changing your tone. Well, the, the CFP games will come last uh, in a, a separate segment. Um, so we'll be starting with the games that happened the day after Christmas on Tuesday, Bowling Green, Minnesota, Minnesota wins 30 to 24. I have nothing to say about this game because I didn't watch it in the quick lane bowl. I don't care about the golden gophers. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, any good names, Abdul Fatih Ibrahim. Uh, yeah, that's a Deshaun Wimberly. Evan Branch Haynes. Pashawn Wimberly is very good. I do like that. Joseph Sipp Jr. He has yeah. to play for Mississippi State next year. I like Cody Lindenberg. It's not bad either. But if your last name is Sip, you got to play for the Sip. you got to be a left-headed pitcher. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, we also had Texas State 45, Rice 21 in the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl. Uh, we got to see TJ Finley in action. Yeah, cool. Uh, who the fuck? Who the fuck's TJ Finley? And don't say he's a quarterback for Texas State. He is the quarterback for Texas State, and you should know who he is. Former Auburn Tiger. TJ Finley. Oh, fuck. Former LSU Tiger before he was an Auburn Tiger. TJ Finley. Yeah, that just shows you how irrelevant he was. Yeah. 6'7 is ridiculous. 6'7, 255. And how. Okay, hold on. Question. Question. He started college in 2020 with the LSU Tigers, okay? Yeah. How the fuck is he a sophomore? He red. I would assume he redshirted and then played two seasons. But he played two seasons at Auburn. You get a COVID year? I don't know. I have no clue, but his classification is sophomore as of right now. Ah, dude, that is a very weird question. Very weird. Uh, But then again, TJ Finley is a weird guy. Uh, What's a good name here? Juma Uh, Otaviano. What's that? Uh, Jamil Jeter. Not bad. Brother of Derek Jeter, I've heard. Yeah. Yep. Pretty young okay. brother. Okay. L- Luke McCaffrey. Whoa. Related to Christian. Uh, all right. Next game. An actually yeah. decent game. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Kansas, 49. UNLV, 36. Kansas, whoa. Jacob Bean had the weirdest performance ever. 19 for 28 449 yards. On 19 completions? Yeah. Six touchdowns, three interceptions. (laughs) Just a ridiculous game. Um, You had Luke Grimm 
three touchdowns, 160 yards on four receptions, and you had Lawrence Arnold, six receptions, 132 yards, and three touchdowns as well. Just ridiculous performances across the board. Uh, UNLV, also some pretty crazy performances, um, but I'm more worried about the names. I'm going Marcel McDuffie. Okay. I see a good one. I'll I'll give it to you. I'm just going to go with his brother, Dylan McDuffie. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go for Taiwan Berryhill Jr. Oh, I didn't even scroll to look at that. Maybe Mello Dotson? OJ Burroughs? Those are some fire. Some good names on that defense. Um, All right. Let's get into the 27th. We had USC Trojans taking down the number 15 Louisville Cardinals 42-28 to in the DirecTV Holiday Bowl. Okay, or, sorry, Caleb Williams didn't play. Miller Moss, 23 for 33, 372, six tuds and an interception. Maybe Caleb Williams was the problem. Could be. Could be. I doubt it. <laughs> but it could have been the problem. What just happened? Was that a was that a touchdown? No, not a touchdown. I didn't. Still locked at fourteen fourteen. About to go into the half. There's um, been some bad turnovers. I know, yeah. like Washington went for it on fourth and one and didn't get it. Yeah. All right. Next game, the Tax Act Texas Bowl, Texas A and M, and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State takes them down thirty one twenty three. Um. Ollie Gordon. Yeah, Ollie Gordon's so fucking good, man. So. Alan Bowman, a good game as well. 34 for 49. A lot of throws. 402. Two touchdowns, two picks is pretty bad, but nonetheless, not bad. You gotta watch this, Gray. Oh you my gotta, god. You gotta watch. What the fuck? Was that McMillan? Uh, uh, that was Polk. Oh, again? Holy shit. Tip drill. Jesus. Brutal. That was a, for that was a bullet of a throw. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to run this one back. I know we've called him out before, but Moose Muhammad III for Texas A&M. Insane. Uh, Damn, how many Collins do they have on their team? (laughs) I'm going to go Cody Waltersheed. Nice. I was also looking at Kale Cabiness. All right, give me... uh... Gabriel Brownlow Dindy. That's that's strong. All right, <laughs> next game, Virginia Tech 41, Tulane 20. Tough showing for Tulane. Uh no they lost um, to Virginia Tech? Yeah, no uh what's his name? Michael Pratt is that their starter? Yeah. yeah. No Michael Pratt um for Tulane. So really bad quarterback performance for Kai Horton, 13 for 20, only 119. Um and they didn't run the ball great. Uh, Makai Hughes had a good game, though. 15 carries, 88 yards. Um, yeah, Virginia Tech put up 41 points somehow. <laughs> yep. Pretty Yul Keith Brown. Ooh, that's a, a normal-ass name. Yul Keith? Oh, I didn't hear the beginning. I All I heard was, I'm go- I thought you said, I'm going Keith Brown. <laughs> no, Yul Keith. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm seeing that one now. Um I'm going to go Harrison St. Germain. Matthew Fobbs White. What about Baishul Tootin? 
Dude, I I don't know how you, I don't even know how to pronounce this last name. Tulane defense player Cam Pedescleu. Wait, what? You said Tulane's defense? Yeah. Pedescleu. What's his name? Oh, oh. It's probably Pedescalo. 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 Fire name. Pedescalo. I, I don't know. It's some it? Cajun shit. We're on to the next game. Yep, next game, West Virginia 30, North Carolina 10. Obviously no Drake May uh, in this game, but still not a not a good one for the Tar Heels. West Virginia. You just, want, you, you just want to roll through the rest of them, just give score updates till he gets to the yeah. good ones. Uh, Nico Marshall for West Virginia. Let's okay, go. that's a good one. Thursday. Arizona 38, Oklahoma 24. This one is actually a very good game. Uh, we're not going to go, you know, talking about it or whatever, but Arizona putting up 17 points in the fourth quarter uh, to win that game. Um, and Jackson Arnold for Oklahoma, not the worst, but the three picks pretty costly. Um, let's see. Our next game is Kansas State 28, NC State 19. Uh, for the Pop-Tarts Bowl, the big story, of course, uh, eating the Pop Tart mascot. That was gruesome. It was, it was weird. It man. was very weird. Um, I, didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't either. So we'll move on to the next one. Boston College winning their bowl game over number twenty four SMU twenty three fourteen. And then we had Rutgers beating up on Miami thirty one twenty four in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium. No, I was about to say ACC representing, but you have Miami losing, Boston College losing. No, Boston NC College won. Boston College no, beat Boston, Boston College won. I looked at NC, NC State, State yeah. lost, <laughs> and UNC lost. Yeah. And Louisville lost. Shout out Virginia Tech. Yeah. Keeping us alive. Because oh. Florida State can't. Friday. A shit game, but Missouri, 14. Ohio State, 3 in the Cotton Bowl. Cody Schrader doing his thing. 29 carries, 128 and a touchdown. It's so good. Yep. What and year is he? I believe he's a senior because I know he's spent some time. Yeah, he's a senior. Yeah. Dude, some team is going to get lucky wow. with him. Yeah. Um. All right, next game, though. Notre Dame putting the beats on Oregon State. Um. No DJ Uangalulay, of course, because he's transferring to Florida State. Uh yeah. How do you feel about that, Greg? We'll talk about that in the summer. <laughs> when there's nothing else to talk about, I'll go on a rant. But, yeah, Notre Dame 40, Oregon State 8, no Sam Hartman either, no Audric Estime either, but they still put the beats on Oregon State. Um, And then next game. Clemson. Can't scroll fast enough. There we go. Yes, Clemson 38-35 over Kentucky. A big Fourth quarter comeback. They put up 28 points in that fourth quarter. Uh, Devin Leary finally threw the fucking ball <laughs> for Kentucky, and they still lost the game. That's wild. Yeah, and then uh, in the Liberty Bowl, you had Memphis 36, Iowa State 26. Then we get to Saturday, the day uh, before. I got, I got to look at something. Sorry. Go ahead. Dude, so Abu Sama the third, 12 carries, 4 yards. What the fuck? Against Memphis. What the fuck is that? Like, I don't know. And then 
Um, the quarterback had eight carries for negative four yards. Yeah, Rocco. So not of runner. Te- technic- technically, 20 carries for zero yards. Wow. Well, Rocco Beck made it up in the air. 446 passing yards. Yeah, but, dude, that is insane. Yeah, that was a interesting game. Um, all right, let's move on to Saturday's games. The day before uh, yeah. Christmas Eve, we'll start off Ole Miss-Penn State. Ole Miss, 38, Penn State, 25. Uh, a huge victory for Ole Miss, big in the Peach Bowl. Um, Judkins played well. Dart played amazing. Um, the tight end, Priest Corn, also yeah, fantastic game for him. Uh, overall, loved what I saw from Ole Miss in that game. Uh, also, Jud- Judkins ran the ball 34 times. Yeah, he just does that. <laughs> like, that is insane. Yeah, pretty average day for Quinshawn Judkins. Um I guess the next game, Auburn, Maryland. Was that the next one that happened? Yeah. Okay. So how how does Auburn lose to Maryland with no Talia? I'm going to be honest. I didn't know until Saturday, December 30th, that Auburn was even bowl eligible. <laughs> be 100% honest with you. Didn't know. They just, they just snuck in there, six and seven. Yeah. Dude, they used – who the fuck's Hank Brown? I don't know. He was seven for nine for 132 yards. He looks like a dickhead. He's a true freshman. Go look at his picture. He's, he looks like a, a kid that would go to Auburn. Is he a ginger? Yeah, dude, he looks like an oh, Auburn kid. God, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, never show me that kid again. Get that kid off campus. <laughs> but, dude, Billy Edwards Jr. Doing work. Against the Auburn Tigers. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Georgia 63, Florida State 3. We had a bunch of guys sit out. I know. They had a bunch of guys sit out too because of injury. Whatever. They weren't fucking starters. They didn't have that many people sit out, did they? That's what I'm saying. Everybody's like, show the list. Show the list. I saw the fucking list of Georgia players. It was literally Ra Ra Thomas and uh, Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers. That's it. That's it. Because even Lad played. I think like one other guy, like Branson, whatever his name is. Uh, didn't play. You still had fucking Kendall Milton and Carson Beck. Like, that's yeah. enough for sure. It is wild when you look at how many different people ran the ball for Georgia. Yeah. No, it was an absolute fucking beatdown. Um, I will say I respect Kirby Smart, um, you know, acknowledging the fact that all of our players sat out in his postgame press conference. Um, but yeah, look, we had no fucking chance. Brock Glenn sucks cock. 100%. He is the worst. I hate him. The only thing that's uh, good about DJ transferring in is that I won't have to watch Brock Glenn play football. Or Tate. Tate's okay, but he's transferring out. Um, Has it been announced where he's going yet? No, but all I'm caring about right now is DJ Oungale possibly being good and Luke Cromenhoek will be on campus. St. Benedictine Military School in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, that's a, a go. horrible late hit by Washington. Didn't see it, but I see that there's a flag. When Ewers was sliding down and the safety just lit him up. Yeah. So, yeah, in in uh, all seriousness, thank you, Florida State, for one of the most memorable seasons ever. Uh, and thank you to uh, – it's memorable for sure. <laughs> a lot of things to remember. 
Uh, and um, we made history with this game. The biggest margin of defeat for Florida State in program history. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Tough. Uh, all right. Yep. Yeah, one more game from that okay. day, and it was the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Wyoming 16, Toledo 15. Shitter of a game. Uh, PFT Cometer made a field goal uh, in between quarters, bought himself an El Camino. Um, that's that's all that came out of this game. A lot of people, both the the two years, this the final one they'll do. But in the two years they've done the Barstool Sports Bowl, people get so fucking pissed about Dave Portnoy and Big Cats commentating, just being like, they're not even like who, are, like why are they rooting for teams and like who are they like yelling, like what are they yelling about? Why do they just care about bets? All this shit, and it's like that's kind of the point of it being a Barstool Sports Bowl. Is that they're just going to talk about whatever the fuck they want? Yeah, that's why the two teams are literally Toledo and Wyoming. Yeah, exactly. Last year was fucking Wyoming and Ohio. <laughs> yeah, nobody important. No, never. Uh, but you know what that means, Colin? It's time we talk about your game. No, we got to talk about uh, the other ones. What? Oh yeah, I forgot that's- about that. About, other uh, games today, you know, that last game just really got me going. Yeah, you know, uh, Liberty Oregon. Liberty Liberty put up an effort, 45-6. They put up a uh, touchdown. <laughs> didn't get the extra point though. Nope. Yeah. Oh, uh, Nick's uh kind of showing why he's one of the top quarterbacks in this class. Yeah, and Liberty honestly, they got off to that hot start and I was like, "Holy shit, they actually have a chance." Uh Yeah, and, they and went then, they went to the second quarter with the lead. Yeah. Yeah, and then Oregon and then, put up 28 in the second quarter. Yeah, you know, Bucky Irving, 14 carries, 117 yards and a touchdown. There's no reason they should, really should have no, been should, in the game they didn't for that have long. To play. Yeah, that was that was it, brutal. Yeah. And then you got LSU sneaking out a win against Wisconsin. Barely. Wisconsin looked real fucking good. Yeah. Was yeah. it uh, Mordecai? Looked pretty solid. Yeah, he was a fantastic transfer in. Uh, in the in the off season, uh, he came from SMU, I believe. Yeah, and then Tennessee scratching Iowa, barely thirty five, <laughs> barely thirty five to zero. Um, I'm glad to have seen Nico. Um, yeah, I fucking, I always mess this up. I know how to say it. No, it's uh, Yamaleava, I think. But I always mess it up. I've heard people say it a million times. I still can't get it. He didn't really do all that much. Um, he had, ran the ball he, a lot, so yeah, he, he had three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, passing wise, he's got a beautiful spiral. Um, the Hawkeyes, uh, they got nothing. Yeah, nothing. Did uh Cooper sit out? I believe so. Yeah, I can Probably see. A smart move. Cooper All right. Jean. Oh wait, how did Texas score a touchdown? They just ran the ball. Okay. Texas scored a touchdown. It's 21-21. Basically, they're just, like, matching each other. Yeah, this is going to be a fucking fantastic game. This one might go to overtime, too. I hope so. (laughs) Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, But it's time. It's time we do it. We'll just go ahead and get it out of the way, Colin. Um, Yep. Rip off the Band-Aid. It's time to talk about the college football playoff semifinal games and... You know, we just we just updated you on the Sugar Bowl. So why don't we go ahead and during halftime of this game, which then again we're gonna be fucking done by the end of halftime. Uh, but Alabama 
20, Michigan 27 in overtime. What do you want to talk about first? Are we going to talk about how Michigan's pass rush in the uh, first half was really good, getting in front of Milrow, bringing the heat to the sides after they forced him out of the pocket, you know, kind well, of uh, well, stopping his ability to climb the pocket, show off his athleticism. Is that a good point? The first thing we're going to talk about is Seth motherfucking McLaughlin. You're a sinner for Alabama Crimson Tide. I believe it was five. Five bad snaps. Yeah, honestly, that's a, that's a low for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know uh, what class you are. I don't really care. I'll find it. But don't come care. next semester, if you are not a senior, you will not be on the football team. You won't even be on the practice squad. You'll be playing at some bummy-ass school. Mr. Seth McLaughlin is a senior for Buford, Georgia. Played at Buford High School. Cool. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're telling me we didn't have a, like, we couldn't, we didn't have a second string oh. center to throw in there to try to make it better or just, you know, use our long snapper for, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool sure Michigan would have given you their long snapper. Yeah. Dude, I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, it's just like, this shit has happened all year. Yeah. And you all never year. addressed it. Never. And it bit you in the we, ass. Fucking Jalen Milrow basically has to play catcher receiving a football. Yeah. It's like, it's horrible. Yeah. And it didn't help that that's how they ended their season. A bad snap. Hit off the ground. And Jalen Milrow tried to be Superman from like the four yard line. (laughs) (laughs) He was never going to get that far. That was ridiculous. Listen, at that point, fourth down, you just got to throw the ball up at the end zone. Pray. Give your receivers a chance. Yeah. Like Jermaine Burton had just gotten hurt. You go to your guy, Isaiah Bond. He's saved you before. Go to the corner of the end zones and just pray that it happens. Yeah. But yeah, dude, Michigan's defense, holy fuck. Their defense fucking for real. Yeah, dude. Um, who is it? So Junior Colson missed uh, a couple of like uh, I know one drive for certain. And because he, he was in the medical tent with no pads on and everything like that, but then he came back and absolutely tore up Alabama. Um, Mason Graham, a dog. McGregor two sacks. Chris Jenkins a sack. Derek Morris sacked. Dude, it was just horrible to watch. Like yeah. the play calls were horrible for once. So when you look at it, so Michigan had a month to prepare, and they basically did two things. No matter what is going on, you leave a spy for Jalen Milrow. And number two, they just played soft coverage on the wide receivers, accepted the short checkdowns, and then just collapsed on them. They were yeah. not going to get beat on the deep threat. Yeah, which is their their game plan coming into this game was fantastic. Defensively, yeah. offensively, they were doing the right things. Feed Corum, throw the ball over the middle, and make them do something about it. They made Alabama do something about it. A lot of times they didn't. Michigan fell flat on a bunch of special teams errors. But ultimately, they could have won this game by the start of the fourth quarter. They could have had this game won by the start of the fourth quarter if they didn't fuck up so many times. You get the the fumbled punt return that Alabama gets back. You get the fucked up long snap on the PAT that they have to jump on. Then later in the game, Alabama makes a mistake on the punt return 
and it knocks off one of their players' legs. Luckily, your returner was smart enough to jump on top of the ball and keep it. Caleb Downs. Yeah, but too bad Milrow fucked it up like two, three plays later. Um, yeah. Gave it right back we- to Michigan. But then Michigan yeah. tries to set themselves up. They've got great field position. Shanked. 49-yard fucking field goal. Shanked it left. And it was kind of a bad snap, bad hold. Kind of threw off the momentum or, or the rhythm for the kicker. Fucked up his kick. He misses that. Once again, no points on the board again for Michigan. And they just kept fucking up over and over and over again on special teams. And they really tried to fuck it up on the last drive of the game. Alabama gets forced to punt on fourth and four. They punt it down. A great punt. Puts him about the five. Michigan guy doesn't actually fucking catch it. Has to pick it up. Tries to get forward. Gets enough forward momentum as he gets the ball to stay at the one-yard line and avoid a game-losing, season-ending safety. And luckily, Michigan pulls it out. But, like, the amount of times they could have won that game was ridiculous. Yeah. It was insane. It was. Yeah, so, Jay... Nilro looked just like he did when we played Texas. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like it was, a, he, it was, he was a real good he, defense. He was panicking. He didn't know what to do with the football in, yeah. in uh, pressure situations, and Michigan just didn't even give him time to breathe. Yeah, and our O line fucking sucked. Yeah, it was bad. That first half, it was horrible. Yeah, but I will, I will give Alabama the credit in the second half, the adjustments they made on the offensive line and just the offensive Much play better. calling in general were amazing. You brought out a lot of uh, design runs for Milrow. He had 21 carries, I think. Uh, yeah. 21 carries for Milrow. Six of those were sacks. So, you know, whatever, but a lot of design runs for Milrow and a lot of misdirection to counter the attack on Milrow in the pocket. Cause they were trying to essentially collapse the pocket from the inside in the first half. And then that would allow your spy to get out wide and stop Milrow from creating something out wide and then force him to throw to the sideline where he really just looks so uncomfortable throwing. Like he always looks uncomfortable throwing to the sideline if he's on the run. He kept trying to throw off his back foot. Yeah. And he did no power. I'm like, dude, someone's going to jump that and take it to the house. Yeah. But what are, like those quick passes to the sideline, they just don't work on – the coverage that Michigan was doing. Yeah, and they also don't work for a quarterback like Jaden Milrow. Yeah. Sorry, Jaden You know, when you, when you throw the ball, you know, a slant goes a long way. When you have people like Isaiah Bond, uh, Amari Nye Black, yeah. Jermaine Burton, bro, slant king. That's what, dude, Roman Wilson killed us on slants. Yeah. I Roman Wilson came up big in a lot of big spots. Yeah, that last drive. And also, Blake Corum got his first receiving touchdown of the season yeah. today. But also, do we just not worry about him as a receiver? So when he goes out to the flat, he just no one's around him. Yeah, because like I will say, the play design on his touchdown was amazing. Everybody, yeah, I'm, not talking, I'm not talking about that one. I know. I'm not talking about that. One. Everybody blocked right because in yeah. Alabama, full committed to the right, and it literally opened up a hole for Blake Corum to just run straight through, and for JJ to just drop it into him. Also on those like the commute like communication between the defense, between the linebackers yeah. uh, and corners were horrible. Like one guy would point at him, nobody would even just look. Nobody yeah. cared. And like it's just like that thing is like, hey, you go cover him. No, nah, I'm good. 
But fuck. No, I'm talking about that fourth fourth and two play. Yeah. Where he runs for like 40 fucking yards. Actually, it was fucking it was 27 yards. Yeah. But still. That is what that is what I knew we were gonna probably lose this game. Yeah. Yeah, it but was it was interesting. Um Michigan dessert. Yeah. I was I was gonna get to that how you said that. <laughs> okay. Yep, sorry, go ahead. So yeah, you said that Michigan deserved it. Um that was going kind of like right after they scored that touchdown in overtime, you said that to me. I kinda wanna know where your head was at with that. Like what 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 ways did they deserve it? At that point in the game over Bama. So, number one, they were much more prepared with that yep. sort of month to prepare. Like, we had a month to prepare for Blake Corum and J.J. McCarthy. And Roman Wilson. That, well, if you contain J.J. McCarthy, you don't have to worry yeah, about Roman Wilson. Enough, but you probably should have contained Roman Wilson. We basically did until that last drive. Uh, no, but the thing was is that they were finding him in the important times. You know, yeah. you get like a big third down conversion. I think uh, in the first half with Roman Wilson coming across a lot of motion for Roman Wilson in this offense. He just moves around very well, and it just seemed like nobody was pulling to him. Every single yeah. time they put him in motion, it totally fucked everything up for you guys. Yeah, because I know he had two catches on the last drive. Yeah, I know, I know that, and he only had four total in the game. But it's just like. Like Blake Horn finishing him 19 carries, 83 yards, and a touchdown. And then also in receiving two receptions, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. It's it's just like like Michigan came out and just was they were the better team. Yeah. Like both sides of the ball. There's the only side it was special teams. We were much better than them. Yeah. But yeah. their their true freshman just kept the ball kept going to the light. Yeah. You just couldn't see. It was brutal. Um, so I do want to ask you this. Is there like a particular person on Alabama coaching player, whatever that you kind of are the fault, like should take the fall? Um, or even just a couple of guys. So on, in this game, the, the offense deserves the majority of the blame. Yeah. When you look at, I it. think the passing um, game. Yes. Deserves the most Pat- of the blame. Passing game play, uh, and obviously play the call. center. <laughs> yeah, no, the center gets uh, the center gets the 70, loss. <laughs> he gets seventy five percent of the blame. Okay. Um, Mil- Milrow, I'm probably gonna give him like fifteen percent. O line, I'll give them five percent. You know, they did what they yeah. could. That D line was just too good. Yeah, and then it's just like the play calling was just so, so Tommy bad. Reese. Tommy Reese. It's just... Yeah, I I think. That's the way I like the defense did everything they could. The communication was just not there, but like they stepped up and they like they made plays to keep them in this game. Yeah. Um. I, to me, I think obviously blame goes to the center who was who sucked. Um, mm-hmm. a little bit to Milrow, but he didn't have the opportunity to throw all that much. He only threw twenty three yeah. passes and sixteen for twenty three. Um, obviously he has a willingness to run which yeah. is a problem sometimes, but not all that bad considering he got sacked six times. He still had 63 yards, but yeah, I think a lot of it to me goes on Tommy Reese in the play call Yeah, because Tommy Reese, which me and Brock talked about endlessly when they hired him, Tommy Reese 
is a quarterback guy. He's a passing game guy from Notre Dame. Not meant for Jalen Milrow. Doesn't work for Jalen Milrow. And the play designs he has kind of work for Jalen Milrow because he likes to air it out, and you did none of it in this game. It, I was about to say, Literally, the, the second they stepped on the field as an offense, they saw how Michigan lined up, and Tommy Reese shit himself. Yeah. He like, saw the soft coverage yeah. um, with the safeties back there hawking, uh, basically not allowing a deep threat. Yeah, and it, it like, killed them. It killed yeah, them. And then just... I, I, I love that they made the adjustments in the second half and, and, and changed things up a little bit, but you got to pass the ball more at that point in time. Yes, you're only down by three points going into the second half. You just you give yourself a better chance to move down the field, create momentum, when you're not trying to pull some tricky bullshit with Jay or with Jason McClellan or Jalen Milrow. Yeah, well, here's the thing. We also why why did Jam Miller only get one carry? Yeah. Why did why did Kendrick Law only get one reception? Amari Nyblack one reception. Like and Roy Dell Williams only got one carry. Yeah. Like, granted, Jace McClellan ran the ball really well. Yeah, I, I give him all the props. He was the best player, probably individually. For Alabama in this whole game. But you need to use like Jam and Roy Dell. Roy Dell needed to be in there. I almost I thought we almost needed to run like a, a two running back setup. Yeah. Um to use for blocking. If we weren't gonna throw an extra tight end on there, because it was brutal. Mm-hmm. And Roy Dell's probably one of our best blocking running backs. Yeah. And you can use Jam Miller for more screens. Um just sort of uh, hook routes up the middle just to get that check down. Yeah. Like five-yard check down, do that twice. You got a quick, easy first down. But it's just like we were like we would get in a groove and like we'd play that high, that up-tempo. Why not just take a shot? Yeah. Defense can't get set. That's the issue. Air it out. It, like you, you get that momentum going. That's when you get a defense on their toes. And instead of going for something deep or, or you know, going for like a, a flashy pass play, they just like run it up the middle with Jace McClellan. He gets stuffed, and it's dead. I I don't get that part. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about Deontay Lawson, uh, and those two deflections. Should have been three, but the two deflections. <laughs> well, no, one was... of them technically was a deflection. Yeah, dude, he, he was just all didn't over the... change the course of the ball. It didn't. That was mind blowing. Yeah. Insane. He got he got almost a full hand and on the ball. And what's even crazier is that I, I don't remember who came underneath. I think it was Moore. Uh, Malachi yeah, Moore. Yeah, Malachi Moore came underneath. If he didn't tip that ball, Malachi Moore probably gets his fingertip on it on that jump. Mm-hmm. Which is tough. Real tough. Yeah. Or if it's an inch if it's an inch higher, yeah. fucking Caleb Downs is right behind him for the pick. Yeah. Yeah, like, but it seemed like, like it seemed like Caleb Downs didn't even see that the ball was coming that way until Malachi Moore was in the air. Yeah, well, because that was Malachi's that was Malachi's guy the whole way. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, here's what they did: they did a slant over the middle, and Malachi got stuck behind because they ran like a like a triple slant, two yeah. slanted this way, and Roman Wilson came this way. Malachi Moore got stuck behind the other two receivers, yep. left Roman Wilson open for a little bit, and he could never get back in front so it's unfortunate um i honestly think michigan's defense could win them this whole thing i definitely agree and jj mccarthy had a good performance i know we haven't really talked about single game performances for michigan but jj mccarthy was the mvp of this game which 
I kind of agree. Blake Corum, you know, scored some big touchdowns, had some big plays throughout the game, but I get J.J. McCarthy being the one uh, that took it because then again, like Michigan's running attack was not the driving force here. Um, no, not until overtime. Yeah, not like, until overtime. Blake Corum only had like 54 yards going into overtime. Yeah. On 17 carries. Yeah, but J.J., 17 for 27, 221, three touchdowns, no picks. He had a great game. Uh, you definitely can't take that away from him. On the defense, you know, Braden McGregor had two sacks. Josiah Stewart and My- uh, Michael Barrett had a sack. We kind of already talked about that kind of stuff. But uh, Junior Colson also had a very good game for Michigan as well. But overall, yeah, I-, I definitely agree. Michigan deserved to win this game. They had so many opportunities in regulation to win it. But And they were playing for something. Yeah. They were playing for their coach. They yeah. the Alabama coach just fucking staying, though. No, they're not. He's not. But it's like Alabama just came out and just like they thought they were gonna, it was going to be a cakewalk. Yeah, honestly, that's the thing is that to me, Alabama, it always seems like the teams that lose early, like the teams that lose these kind of games, are the ones that almost don't like they feel like they already deserved to be there. Nobody should ever feel like they deserve to be in the college football playoff game. And I think that Michigan and Harbaugh and just that whole coaching staff has that mindset and has instilled that in this team. I just think there's too many new guys around in Alabama, at least, you know, new starters guys. Yeah, they've been there, but. Um, so young. Yeah, so it's young a young too. team. It is. And this team, and I know me, you, and Brock used to talk about it a lot. It's just, there's just no discipline, man. Yep. No there's discipline. Nothing. There were so many just costly penalties that would just kill momentum, and yeah, that's not that's not who Alabama is. Yeah, it's all right. Nick Saban's gonna get them right. We have a great recruiting class. Got a bunch of talented freshmen coming in. It's so you still happy year. with Milrow going into next year? Yeah, I'm. I'm still. For yeah. what we have, I'm down to ride with Milrow. Yeah. And obviously, it was Tyler Buckner that's playing lacrosse, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, kid, that kid's a fucking joke. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. Yeah, all right. Season's over. It's tough. That just means we're. That just means we're. Okay, so now I'm gonna be court. selfish real quick. What difference would it have made if Florida State played this game? Michigan still won. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the difference is it might have been like. Honestly, it's probably. Um. Well, because think like 20, we still would have 20, had starters other than the quarterback. Twenty-one, ten, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I think that's right. Because Rodemaker would have started, so at least I'd have been confident that we could throw the ball a little bit. And I think, I think y'all's touchdown would have came on a defensive touchdown, probably. But I think y'all would have held him. Y'all would have contained the running game a little bit better. Yeah. I don't know, y'all's. De- it would have been like a true like defensive matchup oh definitely yeah i definitely agree uh but look it didn't happen so it doesn't matter uh i guess we'll just kind of give you the update because uh, you know we're not going to sit here and fucking wait uh, on this yeah. long ass halftime um so right now it's 21 21 longhorns uh and the huskies at the half quinn ewers and okay quinn ewers isn't doing that much michael Penix is the guy to talk about here 11 for 14, 255, and a touchdown. Um, and then on the ground, Dylan Johnson. Wow. 
Yeah. 13 carries, 30 yards, but he's got the two touchdowns for him because Penix keeps putting him in the area, um, but along with some great yards after the catch from Polk uh, and Adunze, for that matter. Um, yeah, this has been one hell of a performance. You, you know, you look at Texas's side and you're like, how the fuck are they tied? Um, Quinn Ewers, 9 for 18, 97 yards, no touchdowns, uh, but... C.J. Baxter has one on the ground. Jaden Blue has one on the ground, and Byron Murphy as well. Yeah, and Washington just had a costly fumble. <clears throat> yeah, They're late. That's really about it. Yeah, not not too much has happened. C.J. Baxter has the longest reception of the night uh, for Texas, thirty-one yards, and uh, Jalen Polk going nuclear, nu- nuclear. <laughs> yeah, 77 is his long. Yeah, with two receptions, 106, and that touchdown. And then a Dunze, uh, a long of 52, and four receptions for 84 yards for him. Um, we need to see McMillan get active here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, one catch for three yards. He also has a pass attempt, uh, which is kind of weird. Also, Jalen McMillan mm-hmm. has been injured for a majority of the season. Yeah. Um, so kind of tough also uh where's ad mitchell it's a fantastic point xavier worthy only has one reception for seven yards uh yeah i uh quinn figure it out bro arch is waiting you know the media wants him you saw that picture that picture's fucking hilarious quinn you were looking back while he's at the podium of just a crowd of people around arch manning Dude, I just made the biggest mistake of my life. I just banged on my desk, and uh, my I'm dog sitting for my sister, and he's going crazy right now. Nice. Well, we can't hear it on the headset, so yeah, that's nice. We might hear your dad on the headset yelling at you. Shut, shut the fuck up. Fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's the update there, Colin. Why don't we let these people start off their year with a hot take? How does that sound? Uh, yeah. I'll let I'll let you start it off. Okay. New year. Yeah, you, you got it. All right. The Bills will beat the Dolphins next week and take the division. Hmm. I I feel pretty good about the Bills. This momentum has been insanely good. I know even they, with that shaky win over yeah. New England. Look, special is teams it, is Bill Belichick's specialty. Is it in Buffalo or Miami? I should probably check that. It's in Miami. Don't care. Okay. Don't care. Buffalo, Buffalo opening up as the favorite. Mm. Look at that. Look at that. I'm telling you. This oh, is the Bills game yeah. to win right here. Uh, cool. Just in case you're wondering, DeMar Hamlin's questionable. <laughs> Dude, I swear. Joe Flacco's got to be comeback player of the year. Right? He's got to win the DeMar Hamlin comeback player of the year award. Fuck it, dude. Yep. Yeah. They they should they should one hundred percent name that award after Demar Hamlin. He doesn't deserve it this year. There there's there's the hot take of the episode. Yep. There it is. Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin, Demar Hamlin can have the award. Not... He can have the name on the award. He does not yep. get it this year. He played nope. what two snaps? And he gave up a touchdown or something? Two snaps, two flags. Yeah, that's what it is. Two snaps, two flags. That is fucking but... Dog shit. And then Baker blew his chance at it. Yeah. Flacco. Yeah. It's... Don't sleep on Lamar either. Lamar missed a lot of last season. Um I mean you could also you could also make a statement for Dak. Yeah. A lot of guys that I like 
a whole lot more than Noir Hamlin for the award. Make it. You could make a statement for Stafford. Yep, Stafford definitely, definitely make a statement for Stafford. Like it's like if we're if we're doing David and Joku got his whole body burned this year. <laughs> it's just lighting it up. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, second half getting started uh, in Texas, yeah. Washington. That's 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 a great way to look at it. Okay, so yeah, that's two hot takes. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm playing the division, and Demar Hamlin gets the the award named after him, um, but, but does, does not, not win. win it. I think then again, he could win it next year. Yeah, it's he not like it. it had to be the year after he died on the field. Let him have a pick six next year, and I'll give it to him. All right, what's your hot take? Hot take. What's your hot take? I I I told you. What? We just talked about it. What did you say? What? About, about Matthew Stafford winning comeback player of the year? Oh, that was your hot take. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That was going to be you, my you, bef- can get, you can get something else. Okay. Fine. Yeah, something else. Lamar Jackson, it's no longer a quarterback trophy for MVP. Are you saying Lamar's not a quarterback? Or are you saying no, that Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey's winning? The MVP's going to a position player that's not quarterback. Nah, it's going to be Lamar. Nah, not after this game that Tyreek's about to have against the Bills. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, talking, I'm talking about it. It's about to be bigger than okay, fucking well, CeeDee Lamb. Look, if, okay, I'll give Tyreek the, the MVP. If yep. he gets the when he 200, he needs 283 yards. That's cool. He's going to break 300 this week. I don't I don't think so. Bro, could you imagine? I don't think so. Not yeah, if DeMar well, Hamlin's in that game. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for yeah, real. He's, he's just, just going to commit pass interference on every every time. He won't get any yards. Ah, uh, all right, dude. Roma Dunze is about to just go off. Yeah. I can feel it. Colin, before we leave, any New Year's resolutions? Yeah, um, be happy. That's a we're gonna be at. We're gonna be happy. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Not a traditional resolution. Uh, well, we're not off to a great start. Okay. Let me tell you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I think I'm gonna watch more sports. Like I don't do that enough. You watch enough sports. Nah. No. What? Oh, here's a new year resolution. I'm gonna get more sleep. Yeah, I like that. I've been I've been getting so instead like I'm not getting more sleep, but I'm getting healthier sleep. So I I switched yeah. melatonins. I don't know why I'm saying this on the episode. I switched <laughs> melatonins. Figured out the old one I had was like an extended release one, so it made me sleep yeah. way too long. So like I'd take it about eleven thirty, hop in bed at twelve, Wait. not Wait. fall asleep until like two o'clock. And then I'd wake up at like 11. Yeah, it's a fucked up sleep schedule. Yeah, it was fucked. So, got this new melatonin. Shit kicks in mad quick. Like, the other night, I took it at 11.30. I was dead asleep by 12. You know, I have something that works better than melatonin. Nope. NyQuil. Nope. I don't need NyQuil, so I shouldn't take it. You sound a little stuffy. No, I don't. I don't get sick. 
Just yeah. Feeding Switch this melatonin. Now. Got a perfect eight hours. Woke up natural, no alarm. Damn. It was amazing. It was fantastic. So my New Year's resolution is to keep taking this melatonin. This is really good. It's also vegan. I'm not going vegan, though. All right. Well, I have a New Year's resolution for you. All of you people out there right now. (laughs) You're going to like, (laughs) subscribe. You too. Go ahead and do it. Pull out your phone. Like, subscribe, comment. And turn on post notifications for second and short. And then on the podcast platforms, rate five stars, leave a written review, and follow us on the podcast platforms. And then go to all these little all these little Instagrams, Twitter, TikTok, whatever. All of them. And follow TikTok. us. TikTok. Yeah. And then go to the Reddit. Second and short. Two N D A N D short on Reddit. And submit your questions for questions time. We need them. By midday on Thursday. That's when we record. So we need those questions in on Reddit by Thursday to uh, to be included in the episode. Guys, I hope you guys had a wonderful 2023. And I hope we all have a wonderful 2024. And with that, we start a new year of second and short. A new year of life. And uh, I turned 21 in a month and a half. We'll see you guys on Friday. Colin will see you guys next week. Peace. Later.